We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hiya. Welcome to Thule Squadron Radio. My name is Gisli. Uh, my name is Hakon. And I am Eid. Yes, you are. Like usual. Still. Still, yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm um, still good to know. I'm breathing. You're breathing. Yep. But not loudly. Not now, at least. No, I'm busy eating. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We have an early show. So yeah. it's it's uh it's 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 dinner time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. we have we have two guests on the show now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. do you guys Well uh, one one guest and one addition. Yeah, one one semi regular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A regular extra. Regular extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and he's extra regular. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 tend to call him a Thule, but he he likes sure. to call him a pink pink brain yeah. <laughs> from Pink Squadron, but but we rob everyone. So anyone that's good. Yeah, if you, and also if you've been on the show, you become a Tula. Yeah, and if you if yeah. you heard that laugh, you you might recognize that too. And <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. not a one eighty six anymore. He's a Tula now. He is a Tula now. <laughs> <laughs> we are robbing them over one by one. <laughs> yes. In Shanghai, over. <laughs> so we got Alex and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So guys, you, do you want to introduce that guy? Do, do yeah, should, should we introduce him? Yeah, introduce sure. him. Okay, so uh, we didn't actually do like a, a, a huge introduction, but maybe we can just <laughs> can we uh, let's just should we do a drum roll? Drum roll? A drum roll okay. is is okay. is that well, okay? You could argue that he doesn't need introduction. He doesn't really need an introduction. Well, I think so. <laughs> we are honored today to have on our show none other than. World Champion 2019, Oli <laughs> I'm really going to struggle to fit through doors now. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I okay. can imagine you already have a problem with that. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that is the reason why the 186 exists. Uh, it's just to constantly <laughs> deflate my ego. <laughs> <laughs> what are friends for? No, exactly, exactly. They'll they'll be mean to me later. It'll be fine. But but sure. But how does it feel to be a Thule now? Oh, very very good. <laughs> I, uh, I I think the the best part of being a Thule is um, that I officially get to pretend that I was part of giving Jesper the uh, least scrubby scrub award. Yes, which yes, is yes. My <laughs> favorite part of all of worlds. <laughs> well, he deserved it. He did. Yeah, he did. it was well earned. Well, uh, talking about the fifth Thule on the show, we have had him many times before. We always love having him. Do you, do you wanna guys do wanna do a drum solo? solo? Uh, he's or? been on before. There's yeah. no drum solo. for Jan. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> just a regular yam. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, we have obviously Jan Ulrup here with us yep. from from Pink Squadron, Denmark. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Just I might hold you to that, Gisli. I mean, I was in a tournament <laughs> this weekend, and apparently you said there were four four duelists there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it, but it was, I only saw one shirt, and that was Jesper's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. We to, whoa. Okay. Point taken. Yes. Yeah, we have to do oh. something about that. All right. Well, I, I, I told Easily you. Easily amendable. Yes. Very. <laughs> so, how are you guys? Both of you. Yeah. Uh, doing well. Uh, yeah. Tired. Very tired. Yes. But doing well. Yeah. I mean, we're not your first podcast <laughs> to, to attend. <laughs> I've, I've been. I've. I've been around. Uh, yeah. I'm doing my best yeah. impression of the office bike right now. It's, uh, yeah. And you. You were on BBC as well. Yeah. That. That was insane. Uh, I mean, thank you to Richard Greenway for that one. I wasn't expecting that. Mm. That was kind of awesome. Yeah, it was really absolutely cool. epic. It was really yeah. cool. I, I I imagine we're going to get onto that later because that's uh, that's kind of linked to some of the things in the show notes. But yeah, that that one's that one's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Jan, how are you? I'm uh, I'm great. Um, I went and did the the Swedish Grands this uh, this weekend. It's still a little mm. busted. Yes. Uh, too much flying aces can do that to your brain. Yes. Um, right. Perhaps it was the lack of chocolate milk. Who knows? <laughs> Touche. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna start with Ollie because uh, we haven't had Ollie on a show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we have some regular uh, guest questions. I mean, Jan has answered them, so... Right. It's all his turn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so, uh, Ed, you want to start? Oh, sure. Um, I can't start with the best one. No. No, no, no. <sighs> we end you, on that we, one. we usually start with who are you, where are you from, why you're here, what's ma- what makes <laughs> you special. Why are you here? <laughs> I don't Why are you know. Gay? I mean, I, like I'm a physics teacher, that could take me a full hour to answer that question. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Broad strokes, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we obviously know who you are, and uh, but but uh, when did you start playing X-wing? Um. So I started playing X-Wing in late 2014. Um, okay. I switched over from Warhammer, and uh, James Dowdle, um, who I went to university with, mm-hmm. uh, picked up X-Wing earlier than me, and I used to play Warhammer with him and some of his friends from Wales, because I lived over uh, near Bristol at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, he picked up X-Wing, he said, hey, you should, you should try this, it's really fun. Um, so we picked it up as like a second game, because we were doing 40k tournaments at the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we realized that X-Wing was much better than 40k, and it kind of went from there. I'm impressed. I didn't think that you had time for a second game when you were you a 40k player. Uh, so I was at university at the time. Ah! Uh, so... ah <laughs> <there you go. laughs> yeah, there was, there was some work happening. It was fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, am I supposed to talk or? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. basically okay. you have the questions. I don't have the questions. Yeah, question. okay, you don't have the questions. Okay. Um, so, okay, uh, Ole, uh, what's your favorite spaceship? Oh, uh, favorite spaceship has to be the A-Wing, uh, closely followed by the B-Wing. Okay. Yes, my kind of guy. But, Love it. But what's your favorite spaceship in, in X-Wing? Uh, so if, if we're talking about a favorite spaceship to fly, mm -hmm. um, it's also the A-Wing, um, specifically Jake Farrell. Um, so yeah. Oh, somebody has a man crush on you now. You oh, didn't have that before. Right. It's massive now. <laughs> I just thought just, I couldn't like you more. But I'm just yeah. really, really sad because they did. Like, what did they do to Jake going from 1.0 to 2.0? It's I'm I'm so unhappy. Why? I mean, he's a, he's a great ship. No, he, he, used great to, he used to be an Initiative Six, uh, Initiative Six Ace. He used to be the same as like Center, and you mm -hmm. put proton rockets on him, and you could use him in the same way. And now mm -hmm. he's Initiative Four. Like, there's no way to boost his initiative, and he's just super sad. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that. <laughs> However, uh, I've just picked up a started flying a squad of basically um, after Dan Taylor almost punched me in the face with it in the finals um, I have stolen some of his ideas and mm -hmm. also um, some of uh, Michael Novak uh, from Poland mm -hmm. um, and I've thought up a squad with two A-wings, a B-wing and a wedge uh, which is really fun <laughs> Does it involve Arvel as well? Yep, Jake, Arvel, oh, Proton Torpedoes and Brayden Oh, that's nice. Ah, yeah. Love it. Nice. Yeah. But, no, but, but no headhunter. Uh, no headhunter. <laughs> I decided that the proton torpedo on wedge um, and intimidation <laughs> on Arvel <laughs> yeah. is better than the headhunter. <laughs> Hands down, without a doubt. It's, that's just the way so, it is. So, yeah, basically, the idea is, is that if you have an enemy ace, uh, Arvel crashes into him. Uh, reduces his agility by one, and then yeah. wedge shoots him with a proton torpedo. So that's mm. minus two agility, and someone is very yeah. sad. Yeah. Well, Ayit, he has been giving me a kind of a hard time because before Worlds and the last few months before Worlds, he has been trying to make lists with hat hunters, and I've been <laughs> like, "Stop it! Hat hunters are are bad. Just stop it." I mean, well, okay, so <laughs> you're not wrong. Head hunters <laughs> are bad, but Lieutenant Blount is very good. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I know. Plants good. Arvels good as well. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Hmm? So, uh, <coughs> uh, do you have any superstition when you play? Uh, I try not to. Um, yep. I I used to. Uh, so back when I was playing 40k, um, I used to make sure that if one dice rolled badly, I'd roll a different one for the next roll. Um, oh, yeah. Because I, I feel like the That's way that like I roll the, the way that I roll the dice, uh, I just flip it up on its end. Mm -hmm. So with a with a d6, um, you're just gonna keep on getting the same two or three results. You're not gonna rotate the dice. Mm -hmm. um, so I started swapping dice to make sure that I don't just flip the dice over. Uh, but apart from that, no, I, I try and remind myself on a regular basis that uh, dice don't remember what you say to them. And <laughs> apparently they don't hate you, uh, but sometimes it feels like they do. Yeah, I I, I have started playing with the, the same uh, eight sets of dice. Yeah, same eight I, sets. Yeah, I have uh, one of every set I have. 
yeah, yeah. I've I've done the same thing. I um, in fact, I'm trying to get my hands on the uh, the final uh, world's dice. Yeah, the gold uh, and silver. No, I so I have the gold and silver. Okay. Uh, so I I now need the silver marble one. Oh yeah. Um, because ah. I feel like I'm allowed to buy them now because I've, I've <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm allowed whereas before I wasn't <coughs> yep. I mean Al how bummed are you Alex that you get, didn't get dice uh, they, they, they fixed dice for the top four. Oh, they did oh really yeah so all of the top four had a set of the um, silver and gold dice now nice mm. oh that's very nice so basically I, th I think they they were maybe planning something else before Worlds Mm -hmm. um, which is why they didn't announce the price, uh, mm -hmm. but they mm -hmm. managed to find the dice, so uh, yeah. they they found them and they gave them to the top four. Oh, sweet! Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Nice. Okay. So uh, to the big question. The best mm -hmm. question. Uh, the best question. Best question. Yes. Uh, if you were an upgrade in the game, what would you be? Oh, that's Who a good question. You? That is a very good question. Uh, am I allowed to use one point two upgrades? Sure. Um, I uh, think as long as it isn't TLT. <laughs> no, no. I, if I was a 1.0 upgrade, I would be auto thrusters, um, ah. because it perfectly fits my flying style. Because I'm constantly running away, uh, being at range three, and yeah. uh, trying to not die. So, <laughs> okay. So Good why one. why didn't you use auto thrusters in in at worlds? You know, uh, just with with one. with cold gas clouds or something. He's he's already explained that. Uh, yeah, so th that's a really good question, though. Um, the reason I didn't use gas clouds is because I think they give my opponents more advantages than they give me. Yeah. Um, I so I, I, I take agree. I take the big asteroids because flying aces against the swarm, um, even if it's droids with the grappling struts, mm -hmm. uh, they still struggle to get around the large asteroids um, more than they do to get around the gas clouds. Yeah, I agree with you. I I always use the three big ones myself. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So oh, don't uh, don't with that. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Should we get to it? Then? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jan, okay. Jan, so you you still with us? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was Jan. That was me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but, but Jan, of course, you can throw in any questions that you want if they come up or into the conversation. This is. This is uh, not meant to be a, a solo thing, uh, but uh, well, thanks for coming on, Oli. Uh, I think uh, just to uh, set some some um, some parameters or, or, or context for the for the conversation. I mean, you've been obviously going onto a lot of podcasts. You've been probably explaining your world's run and and everything like that. So we figured we we didn't want to do that here. Uh, but what I have been really intrigued with and has caught a lot of attention. Uh, both in our local community and, and all over the places, how you've conducted yourself afterwards um, with, with regards to uh, how much you seem to emphasize on uh, building the community around you, making sure that you know, you're, you're reviewing your, your games on, on, on the streams, streaming them again, you're commentating over them and, and sort of sharing your thought process. And that's, that's really commendable. Um, First of all, so uh, as a player, I just thank you for doing that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. It's it's one of the things I I feel like so for for a couple of reasons. Um, but yeah, if if you wanna wanna carry on with the intros, I'm probably I'll, I feel like if I start diving in, I'll just carry on going. So I don't no, yeah. Interrupt. Go go ahead. No. So with with that is um, especially for the 
So there's, there's sort of twofold here. If I address the, the streaming first, um, I because I got uh, seven out of fourteen of my games at Worlds uh, mm -hmm. streamed. Um, there was a, a lot streamed, and I thought that something that there was a hole in the streaming market, if you like, mm -hmm. um, for people uh, reviewing games or talking about strategy uh, at mm -hmm. a high level. Because yeah. many of the uh, best players, um, either because they're so focused on the game, they don't tend to stream. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that I started up my YouTube channel because it would be great for people to see what I'm thinking when I'm playing games um, and sort of see my thought process of why I do things uh, and everything else. And looking at Worlds, I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity for, because it, it was my winning run, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to take someone who has won a big, big tournament and going, right, what was I thinking at this point? Uh, was this luck? Was this strategy? Like, what happened? Uh, Etc. So I, I thought that was a perfect opportunity to do that. And also mm -hmm. because I um, I shut myself off slightly, I'm, norm I'm normally quite helpful uh, in terms of giving people advice and everything else. Uh, but for about three weeks before Worlds, I, um, I decided that I was going to see if I could uh, go a bit more quiet and try and practice as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and then I feel like, because I've, I was quiet for those three weeks, I feel like I should give some strategy back about, right, this is my list, this is how you play it, here's some advice, uh, here's how to kill it. And if anyone's wondering how to kill it, you just kill Whisper. Like, that's, just do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that was why. Uh, but I, I think with the, with the other thing, um, I've, I've been really trying to, uh, to raise the profile of the game um, because I feel that... Uh, X-Wing X is an amazing game, um, mm -hmm. and I watch mm -hmm. a lot of uh, League of Legends at the moment. Yeah. Um, they just uh, finished the World Championships for League of Legends, and uh, the World Championships are being played in uh, huge stadiums. There's 50,000 people or more watching them live. Yeah. Um, and it's streamed all around the world. It's uh, so the World Finals had more viewers than like the NHL or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't think that X-Wing will get to that stage. Like, it's not a game that you can watch, and it's like it's that exciting if you like, because people have to play it to understand it. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there is definite space, uh, especially with uh, what people like Dion are, are doing. Um, mm -hmm. They're doing an amazing job of publicizing the game. So. I thought that if I have this um, platform, and I've been thinking about how to make the game more popular for a while now, um, that I can use this platform to help with that and basically try, as as the world champion, to get more people interested, um, get more people playing at a higher level, because if if competition increases and improves, then you get a better game at the high level and you mm -hmm. get more interesting games. So. Yeah. There's, there's two ways of doing it. You can try and get more people into the game, but you can also try and get people better at the game. So I'm trying yeah. to do both of those things, uh, and hopefully we will see X-Wing get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. so, Thank so, you for that. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, <clears throat> but uh, when, how, how old is your channel, your YouTube channel? How long have you been doing that? Ah, so my, my YouTube channel, I'll just check it out now. I mean, I've... I've had my YouTube channel for a few years, uh, but mostly, if you look far enough back, you'll just see snowboarding videos. Mm -hmm. um, so that was uh, that was what I used to use it for, and I still I still do post uh, snowboarding videos every now and then. Um, but I think for about I think it's nine months. Uh, if I check back, yeah, nine nine months ago, I um, I decided that I was going to um, do an introduction video on Vassal yeah. and how to use it because that was the original plan that 
nobody like I did all this practice on Vassal, and there was a lot of people who had no idea how to use it. Um, so I made a couple of videos um, on yeah, basically how to install it, how to use it, and some introduction. And then because I had the stream set up like that, I thought, well, let's start streaming my games. And I got a load of really good feedback from people who said that they were loving the fact that I talked about what I was thinking. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I realized that not many people were doing that, so I thought I'd carry on. Yeah. I, I agree with your assessment. I mean, you have a lot of you have a lot of streams, or not a lot, but you have some streams that are streaming uh, Vassal games. But they're always over you know, commentating over the game, and the perspective of the players is it's it's difficult to capture in the way that you're doing mm -hmm. on your channel. Mm -hmm. uh, have you uh, so are you going to expand on that in any way? Are you going to start looking at uh, getting the players both to commentate on you know what they're thinking in future uh, streams? Um, well, most of my games, uh, sorry, most of the games I stream on Vassal are my games um, yeah. themselves. So I actually commentate live. I'm yeah. as I'm playing, I'm r talking you through exactly what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. um, recently, I, uh, I I caught the top four of the uh, Vassal League final, um, mm -hmm. and that was a really good game to commentate on. It's essentially it meant that I just got to do what Dion does, and I got to play the commentator. Yeah. Um, for Joel against uh, Christopher Bengtsson, who yeah. Jan will know. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I I think the difficulty with getting the players themselves to commentate on it is the time it takes. Yeah. Um, because you have to find a time for someone to sit down, and it, it can take two weeks to get a video out. Whereas mm -hmm. I can put out two videos a week if I have two games uh, in the evening. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or two games in the evening. In the case where you forget to save it to Facebook or to uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> to YouTube, I fixed, I fixed that now. I, I had to. My hard drive exploded, so I had to completely reinstall Windows, and ah, uh, okay. I didn't update the settings on my streaming uh, settings. I see. <laughs> okay, okay. That was. Uh, I caught the second one. It was. It was quite funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, this yeah. is something we 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 had been talking about, at least me and Aidan. How come? Yeah. Yeah, uh, started. We we are gonna start a little streaming here in Iceland, and maybe try to get the players to commentate on their games. Just uh, I, um, to see, to see so how the, that goes. I I think the the best example of that is Gold Squadron did one. Um, uh, I'm I I'm just looking it up right now. I'm I'm trying to find it. They they did a series yeah, right and left yeah. channel. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, yeah, that was amazing. I think that mm -hmm. was the best uh, X-wing content on the internet. Like it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I, because I'm a, I'm, I'm a teacher. I've had a lot of practice at listening to two things at once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I was able to listen to the video with both players in both headphones, okay. and like listen to both of them at the same time. Uh, ah. And that was that was really interesting seeing what they were thinking about at the same time and their different thought processes. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of you know because you're op going into that direction, I mean you you are a teacher, you're a physics teacher. Do you do you find that is that influencing the way that you're choosing to do this? That you're uh, you know using you're, you're teach essentially teaching the community. Uh, is that it? Does it help you? Does it you know, is it a driver to the approach you chose? Do you um, think? I I don't think so. Uh, like my intention wasn't to to be a teacher. Um, my intention was. Purely that if if people enjoyed these videos and this was something that people wanted, um, then it was something that I could very easily provide. Mm. Um, and 
it also aligns with my aim of making people better at the game. Mm -hmm. um, if if I wanted to teach someone how to be better at X-Wing, then that is something that I I could do, I suppose. Like I, I've done it a little bit in my blogs. Uh, I haven't written a blog in a while because I've kind of moved over to the streaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was one of the things that I did in my blogs is a, right, here are three, like, uh, there was a series of, of three, one with asteroids, one with turn zero, and one with the building your list. Yeah. Um, a sort of things that people don't often think about doing to get better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I suppose that's kind of the, the take that I'm looking at it by is that what, what can you put out there that will allow people to improve um, and learn from what we are doing at the high level of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, I, 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 when I was watching the uh, the BBC coverage, uh, you mentioned that you have uh, an X-wing club at your school. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Um. So about, oh God, it was five years ago now. So when I when I first joined my school, um, I realized that there wasn't any form of club at the school to play Warhammer or anything like that, and I like obviously I played on a on a regular basis, and as as this was five years ago, this was just about I'd, I'd been playing X Wing for around a year at this point. Um, so I I had also been a um, staff member at Games Workshop, um, mm -hmm. so playing okay. Warhammer, yeah. and I realized I thought well you know there's uh, a space in the school calendar um, in the, in the school uh, week that people do activities, and they were doing things like. Um, robotics or uh, like learning about chemistry and other things and I thought mm -hmm. well you know how about I send an email to the entire school um, and just ask if any of the students would be interested if I was to start a Warhammer club um, I'm not even thinking about X-Wing at that point just okay. about Warhammer because I knew yeah. that uh, putting your hand up at a school and saying you played Warhammer is the equivalent of painting <laughs> a target on your forehead <laughs> so if, if I could provide a safe space uh, for those kids to do that hobby um, with sort of my protection, if you like, um, then that's something that I wanted to do for the kids uh, mm -hmm. because it's something I did at school and myself and my friends, we set up a club ourselves uh, and then had to move it like once a month so that no one came and chased us and shouted us and called us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if, if I could provide a space that was basically safe that they could play Warhammer in, then that'd be amazing. And so five years ago, we had uh, three children, uh, 14 and 15 years old. And um, it's got bigger every year. And so we've got Destiny, we've got X-Wing, we've got Warhammer. Um, we have Magic the Gathering. So uh, through the school, we now have about 25 students um, mm -hmm. that come on a weekly basis to play games of all different types. Wow. No. That's, That's great. Awesome. Is, it, is it once a week, or is it uh, different yeah. games, different nights? So it's, it's once a week. So I have... Um, so it's actually two that I run. Uh, one is because the timetables have to change. Mm -hmm. So I run one for the uh, 11 to 14-year-olds and another one for the 15 to 18-year-olds. Um, okay. So they, they each get a club. Okay. And is it is it uh, is, is it a, a part of like the school activities? Quite often, at, at least here at home, like there there'll be like a chess club or something, and it'll be sort of defined as a, as a school activity. Uh, is this is this a similar way as it would be in in the UK? Yeah. 
exactly. So you you would sign up to the activity. So it's yeah. uh, it's tabletop games is mm-hmm. the, what the activity is called. And um, but all of the students know that I'm the one that runs it. Uh, so yeah, they ca- they come along and basically if they've never done anything before, then uh, because I have the knowledge and the information, I can teach them how to play any game that they'd like to. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from magic, but we have the the magic uh, guys are very happy to teach anyone how to play. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. That's 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 really awesome. I I, I have the same same uh, same experience from back when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I used to play role playing. Right, you told no one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You had your secret group of friends that you would meet up on the weekends, and you told no one. Yeah. Nobody. And you you yeah. had to you had to know someone for at least two years before you even risked saying I did this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I didn't even tell my wife until after we were married. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think I was I was going out uh, I was going out with Kate for at least two years before she found out that I played Warhammer. So. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of universal. It is. It is. Yeah. But I think that, that this is what I would like to do. Is I would like to bring all of these things that people used to view as um, like, oh God, you're such a nerd for doing that. But mm. so for the last two weeks. Uh, I've been walking around the school, and people that I've never met before have just come up and said, "Oh, sir! Like, amazing! You're world champion! Well, well done!" Yeah. Um, and they they have no idea what what it is I'm world champion in, and so I get to explain mm-hmm. a little bit about what it is, and they go, "Oh, that sounds really cool!" Yeah. So it's it's starting to get to the point, and I think Star Wars helps with this. Yes. That yes. It's not so much of a of a smear on you. No, I, I I agree. Uh, this is the same experience. Uh, I, I would I would say from us coming back to words, to from worlds, uh, because we had the article uh, in the paper here, oh, yes. and I I have had countless meetings where the, the conversation has started. Oh, you were in the paper. You were at some competition. What was happening? What was going on? And then you explained it. It's a it's a good good conversation point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and I think it's it's it started to surface a little bit. This. Uh, what would you say, nerd culture? Yeah, it 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 really has. It it started to get a little bit cooler than it was. I I, I here in Iceland at least I feel. Yeah, I yeah, and I true. think that's that's true all over the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. How about yeah. how about you, Jan? I mean, is, <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's very much the same thing. I mean, I also grew up with <clears throat> when we started playing. I think Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. It was like. <clears throat> oh, that's something with devil worship, ain't it? Exactly, yeah. No. Listen to Metallica and then go on a killing spree, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was over in that category. And um, then, I don't know, a few years ago, it just seemed that it just sort of moved into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like how comic books have done it with yeah. all the Marvel movies and so on. And now, I mean... You can find board game cafes everywhere, and and I mean, I had my 78-year-old mother tell me the other day that yeah, everybody's playing board games these days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you have a you have a amazing board game cafe there in Copenhagen. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah it is. Bastard. Right, that, that's the, yeah. Yeah. it is the best name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we have more and more of these. I mean, even in smaller cities in Denmark, you can find <laughs> board game cafes yeah. uh, from 
sort of uh, not in every one, but mm -hmm. you know, every now and then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so maybe going in in this direction a little bit as well, uh, Oli. What about the local scene? You know, where where you're located? Uh, you know, uh, with regards to a gaming store, where, where do you go to play your games? So, um, the south of England, we are fairly lucky um, with gaming stores. Although I, it's been very sad that two stores uh, have shut down recently, that are very very key to um, a lot of the local area. But for for myself, uh, I live in Brighton. And mm -hmm. there is a store called uh, Dice Saloon, um, mm -hmm. like the old Western saloon kind of style. Yes, uh, where so, Chris Mitchell's uh, yeah, Chris Mitchell exactly. runs ah. everything there. Okay. So um, yeah, I, I play there on a regular basis. So every Tuesday night, uh, we have X-Wing. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, if if I would like to go um, a bit further up, uh, then I can get to London. And you have uh, Dark Sphere and a couple of other stores in London. Mm -hmm. um, you should have Warboard Games, but unfortunately they've had some serious problems uh, recently, and I think they've closed down, uh, which is really sad. Um, okay. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I don't know whether they're going to choose to uh, start back up again, um, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, but yeah, so we have a few. Are the game stores losing to the on online retailers then? Is that the case? Or? No, the problem is... Well, there's a little bit of losing to the online retailers, uh, but I think with... I think if you're running a game store these days, uh, your actual selling the games is not where you make your money. Right. Um, I think uh, the best way of doing it is having a, a cafe yeah. where people yeah. can come right. in, buy yeah. food, spend some mm -hmm. time. Um, and if, mm -hmm. if your regulars are coming in, so Dice Saloon uh, sells, they sell pizza, uh, they sell coffee and like cookies and everything else. Mm -hmm. So like I'll come in and I'll pay two pounds to play. And then I'll buy a pizza for dinner, and that will be like yeah. ten ten pounds. Oh, so yeah. they'll and they'll get way more money from me buying a pizza every week yeah. than what I spend on X Wing. Okay, right. but there's a there's like an entry fee to come and play the games. Like uh, yeah, small, so small... you pay like two pounds to pay play for the entire day, and then you can okay. you can play for the whole time. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay, interesting. I mean, that's not a price. That's just no, 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 no. That's just <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's a bit, mm. yeah. Just are, to support. We are really, really lucky here in Iceland, really, with a, with that kind of thing. I mean, we, we don't have to pay anything to play Nexus, no, for no. example. But then yeah. again, we only have this one store. Yeah, we only have this one store at the moment. Uh, yeah. We There would be a possibility of a second one, but it's, yes. it's, it, it involves starting up a whole new community there, and it's practically yeah. next door, so it's very complicated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. 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 if, yeah, if, if you don't have uh, Reykjavik, then, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. It would have to be outside of Reykjavik, and then yeah. then you're like dealing with a population of like maybe twenty thousand people or something, which is not very. <laughs> it's not. It's not very sustainable. To, no. In all honesty, but but uh, but uh, okay, that's uh, no, it's it's very interesting, and 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 uh, uh, your access to um, competitions to to different tournaments. I mean, how many tournaments do you hit uh, on an annual basis? Oh, good question. So. It, if I um, if I can, uh, I try and go to a tournament that is about a hundred players uh, once every month. Okay. Um, wow. If if I can, <laughs> uh, so that's it. It depends on the schedule, but normally uh, I can find one that I can either drive to or I can um, fly to uh, because I'm a school teacher. I do have the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, I can find somewhere between fifty uh, players and up. So basically, you're talking at least a regional level. 
of tournament. Um, okay. Now that's not just in the UK. Uh, it obviously helps because being in Brighton, I live very close to an airport. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it only takes half an hour for me to get on the train and get to the airport so I can be in another country very fast. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if, if, I, if I run it fairly cheaply, then I mean, last year, where did I go? I, I went to the XDC in Poland uh, as well as the Europeans. Um, I went to UK Nationals, UK System Open. Uh, I wanted to go to German Nationals and Nordic Nationals. Uh, so I went to last year's Nordic Nationals in November. Mm -hmm. um, I went to Belgian Nationals as well. I, uh, that was in uh, that was late in the year, I think December time, um, because you could drive there. So I'm hoping that if they do another big tournament again in um, Ghent or similar, then it only takes me five hours to get in the car Across the English Channel and uh, drive to Kent, so ah, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's that's what I try and do. And yeah. I, if I can get to some small tournaments, I do. But work keeps me busy in the uh, in the winter. Right, mm -hmm. right. Oh. So you're not on holiday on on the 11th of January, I take it. Ah, uh, no, that's a very good question. I'm now just about to have a look at my uh, schedule because if I am on holiday, then. Uh, there might be a, a trip to Iceland coming. Yeah, so incidentally, just <laughs> off topic completely, there's like a, a hyperspace <laughs> trial going on here that oh, day. That's, that's really, really tempting. I, I am genuinely <laughs> just looking at my calendar now. <laughs> working out whether or not I finish. I suspect I, uh, I finish just a week after. Uh, but if I don't, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, Jan. Just throwing Jan. it out there. Jan. <laughs> you wanted to come. Yep. January 11th. Checking the calendar now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ja January. No, so I, this... I, can't, I can't make January. That is, school has started oh. again. Oh. Oh. Just delay it then. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Call, call in sick. <laughs> oh, man. I, d I, got in, I almost got in so much trouble for that. I, uh, last year, I went to um, the uh, Norwegian Nationals. Uh, no, sorry, Nor Norwegian Regional. Um, and I was so ill on the plane home that I slept through my alarm in the morning, and everyone oh. thought that I just uh, tried to, attempted to be sick. Um, I was actually really, really ill. Oh. So that that always backfired. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So so then I have the alternative. So um, it is very likely that Midgard will be. On September fourth to sixth next year. Oh, that's interesting. That could work. Well, there we yeah. go. International tournaments. Yes. <laughs> and also to to anyone that's never travelled uh, for X Wing, right? Um, I can definitely recommend it. the The first thing you need is you need uh, three friends, because uh, travelling uh, in uh, four people will very much help you to uh, find accommodation and make it cheaper. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, book a, book a flight somewhere, get a cheap hotel or a cheap Airbnb. And because you have four people, it should be easy to find a room. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, it's I, normally I can, uh, I can organize a trip to a tournament for somewhere around 150 pounds uh, or 150 euros, depending on if, if you can get the good flights and you know mm -hmm. you're going a long time in advance, uh, then yeah. Wow. That's, that's not a lot at all. No, no so I, the main the main thing is the flights. If you can get the flights yeah. cheap, yeah. then yeah. Uh, normally the accommodation is only about uh, forty to fifty euros each, mm -hmm. because you're staying and splitting between four of you. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, okay. we, we, we yeah, never have a cheap flight. And that's over a weekend. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, over a yeah. weekend, not like a whole week of no, no, playing no, actually not, in not the like States. A, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 the States were yeah. more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just speaking of, of, of which, I just have to, I'm, I'm so, sorry, Jan, I just have to throw this question. Have, have you guys recovered fully? I mean, are you down to earth yet after those that amazing week? I mean, maybe? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think... I don't think it's sunk in yet. I just that I every now and then I look behind me and there's a trophy and I go, huh? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's weird because you you think okay, and and I I think this is the thing. There's a lot of people that have said it's like oh, how does it feel to be best in the world? Um, and I I don't agree with that. I I don't think I'm the best in the world. I I think I'm one of the best and. On the day, I happen to win the world championships. But mm -hmm. if you have a look at the European championships, the system opens, any mm -hmm. of those events are, are just as big. And mm -hmm. they're, they're really hard to win. Yeah. So I, I yeah. got my big win, um, which is really nice. But I think saying that, oh, this is the best player in the world is, yeah, I, I think it's a disservice to everyone else. So mm -hmm. and that's what I keep sure. on trying to remind myself when I look over and it says, well, champion is that... I was the best in the world on that day, which is very nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I want to I want to prove it again. Like, mm -hmm. bring on bring on Paul Heaver. Let's, let's see if we can win. <laughs> let's see if we can win next year. Yeah. yeah. But how about like just the, the immersion factor of being there for that many days? Because you know it's a it's a long period of time to be uh, around yeah. the game. True. Yeah. Um, right. I th I think you. Uh, it took me a couple of days to get back to normal. Um, it really helped that I, I had my half-term holiday uh, mm -hmm. after Worlds, so I could take a week and just go, okay, I'm I'm not thinking about anything else. I can just sit there and not do anything. Yeah. Mm. So that was yeah. It took me it took me at least three days just to get my brain back to where it kind of is, was almost normal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Are You back to normal? Yeah, I'm I'm still tired. <laughs> Yeah, but that that might be just the lack of sun we're getting <laughs> those days. But yeah, 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 I'm I'm down to earth. I'm. It's just I I I'm in no tournament mode right now. I'm just it's silly season for me now, and I'm sure. loving it. Mm -hmm. I'm actually flying Phil GC's Fan uh, a lot now. Yeah. And I'm having uh, so much. <laughs> and I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I th I think that's that's a big one. Um, I haven't got back into competitive X Wing yet. I've mm -hmm. been obviously I'm still thinking of lists, but it's been nice to just have fun. Because uh, yeah, spending so long practicing for Euros and Worlds, uh, <clears throat> it's it's nice to just mess around with Rebels. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I fly ninety-nine percent Imperial, so that's basically the only faction I'm not putting on the table. Well, to be fair, you fly ninety-nine percent Phantoms. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For two years at least. <laughs> accurate. Yeah, that's very accurate. <laughs> Used to be not like thirty percent, but not, but but now it's it's. Well, <laughs> to be to be fair, I didn't play Phantoms uh, when I. Uh, when I was flying hyperspace, you know, I'm pretty sure you were. Just Yeah, because I mean, 
Phantoms are good. Yeah. yeah. Whisper is amazing. Who knew? So everyone was complaining about how Phantoms were nowhere near as good as in 1.0. <laughs> no. Easily was one of them. <laughs> no, no, no. Ed, you misunderstand. Uh, I, I was sad that they lost the fourth red die, but that was Yeah, before... could you imagine if they've kept it? <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was before we knew points, and I always said that. Obviously, we don't know the points, and the Phantom became quite a lot cheaper. Yeah, because it, yeah. it used to be that the Phantom, like a, fu a full whisper was around 45, right? So that yeah. would be almost 100 now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Almost exactly. Uh, yeah, but I remember your uh, first reaction to it. You were you were like salty for a day, but then you realized that we didn't have points and and yeah. you know, other factors to factor in. But yeah, no. But I was also salty uh, about Das Render, for example, <laughs> the four four dice attack turret yeah. thing. But I mean, sure. But yeah. What, what did that bring? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a... Well, I mean, it, it brought a very quick FAQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, did. Oh, yeah, yeah, very quick. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. Um, since well, we're automatically segueing into the next topics, I like it. This is a very fluent, it's going very fluently here. So uh, I also wanted to go a little bit into, you know, you know, and, uh, since we, you know, have you, Oli, and, and we have Jan here as well. Uh, uh, of course, Jan has this magnificent webpage, pinksquadron.dk. Uh, is it DK? Is it .com as well, Jan? Pinksquadron.dk. It is DK. DK. We are Danish. It's DK. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Uh, and um, so... Um, one thing that we wanted to do a little bit was to, was to have a little bit of a discussion as to you know where might the points go when they adjust it. But before we get into that, um, there was uh, in the statistics that that um, FFG released after the Worlds, and then um, following up on those statistics in the tournaments that have been have been um, have been held after, there, there is a specific trend going on, I think, um, and uh, it's it's represented, I think, quite well uh, within. Within uh, Pink Squadron and and Jan's uh, statistical uh, uh, overview uh, as to the representation of the different factions, and I find this interesting, uh, and especially if I if I um, take into consideration a lot of the conversations that have been going on, uh, and it, it might actually lead us into some of the points to discussion as well. So uh, I'm I'm. I'm not quite actually sure how I'm going to translate what we're looking at in the show notes into something that the viewers, you know, the <laughs> listeners can actually resonate to. But uh, if, if maybe Jan, you might be the best person to uh, to go over this with us. Uh, yeah. Can you will, explain uh, a little bit uh, what's going on? Yeah, I think the approach could be that we do it uh, faction by faction. Okay. Uh, and then we can deep dive a little bit into each faction. But sure. yeah. so in uh, in alphabetical order, we will start with uh, with first order, who uh, used to be the second least played faction. If we look back at the wave four numbers, but uh, now even separatists have overtaken them. Mm -hmm. um, and that goes both for sort of general representation, where they are about eight um, percent, and for the cut, where they are like. Two percent, um, or rather, 
two percent. If you bring in an FO squad, you have a one point seven percent chance of making cut. Yeah. Sort mm -hmm. of overall. Yeah. Um, so they have a huge issue of uh, of representation. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question is, uh, why is that, and what can be done to fix it? So when I was looking at the, this part um, with with the new web page, I noticed the the list variance or the differences between the list is is quite tight. I mean, uh, basically you have uh, you only have something like seven or eight different types of lists. If you if you take out of the picture that you know Kylo with with two or Kylo with three, or Kylo with four. It's basically Kylo with something, and then it's just a, a very small sample of other types of lists. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, the main problem that you have for both... Uh, resistance was helped a little bit by the injection of the shuttle, mm -hmm. and I think people are now... Uh, you saw it with, uh, obviously, Ryan Farmer and Kalen Wong um, were flying... Um, was it Kalen? No, it wasn't Kalen. Sorry, who was oh, who was it flying? It's the resistance. It was Kalen. It was Kalen. Yeah. I didn't get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. they were flying, uh, and people are finding these new cool lists, but for the FOs, the only thing they've had recently is passive sensors, and that's it. <clears throat> so I think people, either they are in love with the First Order, and they don't mind flying the same thing for a really long time, mm -hmm. or, yeah, they're just, because they only have four ships, it's mm -hmm. tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think they're. Yeah, I think yeah, for player, they are seriously waiting for the, the one rex tie. Oh, that's, I'm I'm waiting for that tie. Well, yeah, everyone is. <laughs> Everybody is. But uh, just but just still, to get I a mean, little bit and one new yeah. ship into the faction, that might yeah. might actually be. But, but 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 even that, they will not get you know like a real new arch type. Well, they might be no. able to you know sort of feasibly fly, fly triple mm -hmm. aces, but yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think that what the first order needs is a small crew carrier. Ooh. And yeah, have some, they've have had some more crew, crew as well. But they yeah. actually have some interesting crew. They but do. as soon as you realize they that do. you have to put them on, an, on a 70 point Absalon, yes. uh, that you know you have to constantly struggle with getting to, to take part of the fight, <laughs> then it becomes <laughs> a little bit uh, pointless. Um, I, feel... I think it's also interesting that if you look at the data, then if you include every tournament, mm -hmm. then there's a lot more list variants. So a lot of people are actually experimenting at smaller events yeah. uh, mm. with various um, uh, FO stuff. But if you look at just the large extended tournaments, mm -hmm. then more than three out of four FO lists includes Kylo. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> think I ever remember seeing such a dominance from a single sort of pilot. Uh, I mean, this is more than even Wedge in Rebel Lists at his heyday. Yeah. Um, I... I mean, it is such that if you if you sit aside from an FO player, you are yeah. more likely to see Kato yeah. than you are if you sit across from a Separatist player to see a Trade Federation draw. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Wow, that yeah, that okay. puts it in perspective. Yeah, yeah, it does. Wow. So, wow. I, here's here's a question. Here's a question. Yeah, yeah. Because in the movies, obviously, you have uh, Finn in the back of an SF. Mm -hmm. So, what I would like to see is if 
the first order isn't going to get that many ships soon. I mean, obviously we have the film coming out, so there is the chance of getting some more ships soon. Um, but just putting a card um, as a configuration, like uh, the S fours for the X wing, mm -hmm. uh, you could swap. You you could basically allow it to take away the gunner and have a crew slot, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Or, or yeah. you could even well, you wouldn't have to take a card anymore because they can just do it on the builder. So they, they just allow the FO to have a gunner. Uh, sorry, a, um, a crew. Yeah. And mm. you, t you take away the gunner slot and you give it a crew slot instead. Hmm. That's interesting. But I think I think I like the configuration uh, approach better, which you would choose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah. So you can choose to add this configuration where you either yeah. have a gunner or you have a crew. Yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking about I mean, what, you, what 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 you can do with quick draw with. Uh, oh, you can put <laughs> Captain Vasco crew quick draw and have an initiative six <laughs> thing that stresses people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that will never Very turn good. into a problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but but I think I mean they you do see both the sort of true transport. Might not be too exciting for an X-wing game, but then the small uh, transport that uh, Finn and Rose and, and BB-8 escape uh, the Snoke Star Destroyer on in, in Last Jedi, um, mm -hmm. that could totally be a ship, and that would yeah. sort of fit the bill. Uh, and then you could have, you know, Hux flying around in a cheapest ship, and you could still fit in enough FOs to make it interesting. Yeah, and uh, and do coordination shenanigans and double mop them and. I think that could work for a swarm thing. Mm -hmm. You could, you could. Yeah, but I'm I'm not actually I'm not concerned about. Yeah, well, it's, I know it's we're talking about a very low represented uh, faction, but I I actually mm -hmm. think that the their swarm options is not so much of the problem. I I think it's more on the other end, but. No, the the, the, the they have a nice swarm options, but the, I feel like if you're gonna play a swarm. You just have better options in other factions. That's what it is. And that's, but that's sort of what the game has been from from the uh, beginning of 2.0, right? It, it has, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has broken this as you know, I want to be an imperial player, and I just want to be able to have all the options available. But it, it, we've mm -hmm. had this conversation yeah. before. It's, it's more about if I want to be a swarm player, then I have mm -hmm. the factions to support that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually like that. I like, I like having. Kind of faction-specific things, but FO doesn't yeah, but have any identity in for exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. FO, FO doesn't it. have identity. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what it's lacking. I I agree there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you Should want we... to play all the things, you play Republic because they pretty much have all the things, even though they don't have, you know, that many more models. And they mm -hmm. five than models. first yeah. order, but they're just more flexible. Okay, but uh, yep. let's move. They on have everything. To, to, the next on the list, which mm -hmm. is Empire. Mm -hmm. um, Empire has risen slightly. Um, still the largest faction, uh, and it was in Wave 4 as well. Mm -hmm. um, and also the faction that are most likely to make cut. Um, so we don't have anything like, like Kylo numbers. Um, but Vader seems pretty good. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least he's played a lot. <laughs> and uh, Whisper seems pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jendon has also really made a mark, as well as uh, obviously Suntir being, you know, also very, very mm -hmm. popular second. Mm -hmm. um, and then the small Inquisitors. So that's, yes. that's a question. Because um, obviously I was flying Whisper at Worlds. I I haven't actually looked at the numbers. How many people were moving over to the Phantom? At Worlds? Yeah, or just like around around the time. Because I, I thought that a lot of people were still using uh, Sinter and ah, uh, mm, Duchess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, and I think that was the case, wasn't it? Um, yes, I think more people were uh, flying the Sinter Duchess yeah. later list instead of uh, okay. Whisper. But let me just, let me just look at worlds. Yep. Um, the most popular uh, archetype for Empire in worlds was was Vader, Duchess, Sintir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The second most popular was uh, Jendon's Inquisitors. Yeah, that doesn't surprise but, me. But with yeah. Suntir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Suntir was put in there because of the Nantex, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you include all the Gendern sort of Inquisitor, both with Suntir or with Grand Inquisitor, then that is the most popular Empire squad. Mm -hmm. um, and then, surprisingly, uh, the fourth most popular Empire squad was Vader, Psy, and Echo. Vader, oh, yeah, Psy, yeah. and Echo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the. Uh, yeah, it's the. Okay, it's the list that won the. Um... What was it? Adept was it Adepticon or something? I don't remember. It, it was the Nationals list or yeah, Grand yeah. Championship. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but there were five of those. Mm -hmm. um, so, but but still, I mean, for, for Whisper specifically, it's like in if we look at all the sort of larger extended events uh, since Wave 5 dropped, that is almost 20% of Empire uh, has Whisper. Mm -hmm. Versus, you know, ten percent for Duchess. Yeah. Okay. But the th funny thing, uh, Oli, uh, I had been I, I before Worlds, before I decided to bring trip triple Phantoms to Worlds, I had been testing out uh, Vader, Whisper, and and uh, and Suntir, but not not Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. So that was the uh, that, was, that was the first version that I was flying. Yeah, but basically because I, I I've never been able to fly Grand Inquisitor well, but uh, it, it was not this list per se that brought me over to fly Trip Phantoms. It was more like uh, my hat was too stuck on having Duke uh, on Whisper. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I, I I I just couldn't cope with it, not having Duke. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that was. Sorry, that was my on. problem. That was my problem, which is why I brought three Duke Phantoms, one of them with a fat, fat, fat whisper, <laughs> to worlds, <laughs> but it didn't do very well. So, no, I yeah. think I think that's a, that's an accurate summary. We had a lot yeah. of discussions leading up to worlds, and and pretty much Geist's re response to every problem that we were discussing in the game was, "I'll just put Duke." That's you know, it's, 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 it's solves yeah, I mean, it all. Just have Duke. It's good. No, the the thing with Duke was uh, that, that it's it's kind of attack against uh, 
Air Force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, well, in a little, I mean, in a little it, way, you basically you you threw you shoot three jukes on a ta uh, the three uh, shots with juke. You bleed all the force, and the next round you kill the ship. Mm -hmm. That was my thinking. Yeah, it sort of depends on how you look at it, because I mean you've yeah. also seen the force positioned mm -hmm. as the counter to Duke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. So exactly. it sort exactly. of goes both ways, but I see what yes. you're saying, right? That you can force yeah. starve somebody and focus them down. Yeah. 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 But that I mean that that, that is the com concept though with, with every spam list. It, it's the same way. I mean it, it basically it's wearing you down and then on the on the final shots or on the final parts of the encounter that's where you get when you push through. Yeah. It's, yeah. So if um looking at this then, so so we know that the FO is uh, no not enough people are using first order. So first order needs something. What what about the other factions? What do you mm -hmm. think is yeah. is not seen enough in the other factions? Let's move on. So, uh, let, should we just keep on continuing? So, Republic, Jan, where, where we were there, um, they've actually gone down, which I found surprising. Did we finish with the Empire? Yeah. About okay. Yeah. No more. No more about your lovely Empire. No. No. Um, <laughs> the Republic have lost a little bit of ground. Um, they are, they have actually improved their cut rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but lost a little bit of uh, sort of representation. Um, and I guess it's because I mean my personal theory, without really looking at the numbers, would be that um, this is you know pure ace players mm -hmm. realized that uh, Empire might be a stronger option. Um, Mm -hmm. And you could still get forced there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm but not. Still think, I'm not worried I about yeah. the Republic. I, I think they're in a good place. No. Yeah. yeah. But I still think the Aether Sprite is probably the best ship in a game. Yeah, sort of base. Perhaps not yeah. if you account for the cost. But um, I think the most notable thing about the Republic is that uh, there we have sort of the third most represented pilot in any faction, which mm -hmm. is Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Which is more than seventy percent of Republic squads has Obi Wan. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of almost like Kylo numbers, right? It's mm -hmm. Just below yeah. the Trade Federation drone for separatists. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, but I, he is I, very, very well represented. I think um, that says for the flexibility of the Republic, though, and the fact that Obi Wan fits into so many different styles of list. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That yeah. conflict yeah. on the on the. On the uh, Aether Sprite really does something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Makes I it worse agree. Still. I think uh, the if you look at the Republic, then I mean the 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 generics are sort of in a strange place. I mean, you see them in you know you can see the generic arc in a few places. You also have mm -hmm. a few generic uh, hmm. um, Sort of, or a few named arc pilots, but it's yeah. not at all all of them that you see. And yeah. for the torrent, it's pretty much only the generic. Yes, if you see yeah. it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it is sort of uh, Ether Sprite and Naboo the faction. Mm -hmm. And now the Y Wing is sort of kicking in and getting, um, seeing some decent numbers. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. not the Y Wing, just broadside, basically. Some <laughs> matchstick as well. Yeah, there's some matchstick as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so but but uh, I mean, we didn't do it for Empire because they have so much stuff. But what do you think the Republic needs? 
if, is there any sort of type of ship, perhaps a proper crew carrier that is not, you know, an ARC? No. I, I think Republic is a, is at a fine place right now. Yeah, I think the Republic have enough... Yeah, they, they, they have enough things. They have enough tools. Yeah. And I think a faction is in a good place. Yeah, they, they fly, have their identity as well. Yeah, yeah, you can fly aces, you can fly swarm, you can fly beef. I agree. I think that's fine. I agree. Yeah, sure. I think if the, if the qu- <clears throat> sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, okay, I'll go. Uh, it's I think if we would if we you know going to say or take out of this conversation where where should FFG prioritize where would we would we like to see some emphasis? It's definitely the Republic is not high on that list. It's not. No. No. So. No, I think mm. I agree. I mean, they are they are well designed faction. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And I also think you know that when people, you know, say, "Oh, the uh, the original free factions, they have way more ships in hyperspace." Yeah, they sort of do, but they were not designed with that ship pool in mind, right? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Republic, very much is, which we yes. can see in the fact that they can play almost any archetype, at least right. perhaps not to a super competitive level, but to some level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only thing missing in the Republic, maybe pointing out the obvious, is a large, large spaceship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, do they need it though? I don't think no, they need I'm not it. Saying they need it, be, yeah. but no. it's that might be missing. something that, yeah, depending if you compare it to the other factions. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 Hmm? I'm not. I'm not just yeah. suggesting they should put a, yeah. a, a fat turret in it. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> but you know, it's not there. It's a okay, fat turret with uh, three fours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flown by four. Anakin. <laughs> yes. I-6, thank you. I actually just got chills when you said that. That's it. Ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they're yeah. multiplying. Yeah. Yeah. Then we can, mo- we can move on to, to the ever-popular Rebels. Yes. Um, yes. I think last time we talked uh, meta here, which was sort of... Early wave five, late wave four, probably late wave four. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking rebels. about the big drop of the rebels. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 it was think... probably it, it was after the points change, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think I recalled saying that people were overreacting on the rebels. Yes. People no, do. no, that would mean that you were right. So no, you you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah. No, but but since then. Uh, I mean, um, Rebel has bounced back. Uh, mm-hmm. They are once again sort of the I don't know, third most popular faction mm-hmm. after Empire and Republic um, and have improved quite a lot. They also have a lot better cut rate. Uh, there they're probably fourth. Um, so, and they have such a variety in what you see flown in them in, uh, in Extended. Yes. Uh, wedge is below 50% for the first time in a while. Uh, <laughs> so he's just at 45. Luke is very popular. Uh, Jake has really been um, very popular lately. People yeah. are still flying Braylon. Uh, people are flying Han. They're flying, flying Lando. Uh, so I, I want to I challenge this. So let's, let's look at it another way. Uh, the Rebel Alliance is represented by what five, maybe six ships out of the whole spectrum. You have U-wings, you have X-wings, you have A-wings, 
B-Wings and the Falcon. So how many is that? Is that five? Yeah. yeah. You That's five have, ships. You know, what is hyperspace legal? Yeah. And that is yeah. what people is yeah. also flying. Yeah. But yeah. you do have, you know, like um, oh, over 5% representation on the ARC, NOR and the ARC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have a little bit of Dutch. Um, yeah, you're, you're still seeing You have a little bit of AP5. You're beginning to see Hera come in. And then, obviously, uh, the, the super great headhunter, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the the only ship that I haven't seen flown recently in Rebels in a, in a good list, uh, there is only two of them, and that is the um, Azatuk, mm-hmm. and also uh-huh. the uh, the stolen Tie Fighter. Yes, I was going to mention mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Um, but then yeah. the stolen Tie Fighter was only really in one good list in one by two. So yeah, sure. And nobody wants the Ozitok to do well <laughs> after one point oh. I still have flashbacks. <laughs> now yeah, I have okay. quite, quite many lists in my list builder that uh, <laughs> include the Ozitok. I, I keep trying to make it work. It just doesn't. Yeah, I, I really I want to see the E-wing. I, I just I so want to see that ship work. It's yeah. it's good in a uh, torpedo alpha list. Um, a yeah. lot of the people that I've seen using it recently are flying. Um, so you, you have uh, either wedge or Luke with torpedoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you have an E wing of some kind with torpedoes, and then you have either Jake or AP five to get double modifications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that that could work. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, but I mean, um, I would have say, a... however. As, as a note, you know that compared to what we source uh, specifically before the last points update, then this whole sort of uh, I need to have four K wings on the table thing has sort of died off. Yeah, yeah, and, also and I know the... Beasley in particular is very sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, well, yeah, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I mean, I, I, and also, I mean, we were only seeing like those four K wings and the same, basically the same rebel beef list before the points change the last time. And I feel like the last points change did the rebels good. You're seeing a lot more variety. Yeah, yeah. I, agree I agree with that, and I, I still think the rebels are king of beef. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, 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 Interesting one. Have seen, yeah, uh, quite a drop uh, in, in in wave five. Um, not drastically, but but still significantly. And I think they're in a they're in a funny place. I mean, um, you see a lot of Finn. That is sort of mm-hmm. the most popular uh, ship in that faction, um, mm-hmm. and he still does decently, but. Um, I don't know. I I think for me it's strange because resistance seems to have a very high sort of variance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the same list can go 
all the way to the bottom and all the way to the top and <clears throat> sometimes it's not apparent because you usually see this with, with things that are very hard to fly but is the resistance hard to fly? Um, I think it's a problem with yeah. I, I think you the, the, I, the bleh, words, sorry. the great thing about Republic is that you have all of the archetypes to fly the problem with the resistance is that you cannot make a successful version of any of those types apart from no. five Aeons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you try and make an aces list, you have Poe and then you don't have anything else. Um, mm -hmm. If you try and put support ships with Poe, really what you want to do is you want a good Falcon and one A-Wing, but the Falcon dial is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you're making a, a beefy list uh, with the X-Wings, the T-70s, then that does work. It's a good list, but Rebels mm -hmm. do it better. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's exactly. it's the problem is it's it's good at everything but it's not good enough to be as competitive mm. as the other factions. Yeah, it's, it's not the best mm. at anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I think I agree with you. Mm. Completely. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. That was that okay. was good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but then in, in which case how do you how do you change resistance? Like what what should it? Yeah, have? what do they need? Uh Bring Lulo down again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, then you're just beefing up <laughs> the five A's. I mean, that's I, not the solution. I feel um, like. No, yeah, I, 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 know, I it, know. It might be the same issue that with yeah. you, you have a look at first order, and you're you're now starting to see more more things because yeah. you've got the little shuttle. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it just needs a couple more ships to make it more interesting and give people more toys to play with. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. I think they would benefit a lot from another Ace, uh, from for another uh, I six. In some form, being able oh, to could his last name be Antilles by any chance? No, oh, I, 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 I'm just throwing it out there, you know. Yeah, it's going to be an old. It's going to be an old Antilles, so he's not going to have the same ability. It's going to be something, you know. Have an I six. It's going to be, but it, it's going to be probably his ability is going to be. About as useless as 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 uh, as Hans in as the Hans. resistance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still going to be an I six. Yeah, yeah. We could also see, we could also sort of if you look at the canon. I'm not all the way done through reading this. There came this book out. Don't even actually mm -hmm. remember what it was called, but it's like a, a free log to uh, to the rise of Skywalker. And um, it turns out that old wedge shacked up with Nora, so oh. she could return as well. Okay. okay. I don't know if she's in the movie, but interesting. But she's canon, so she's that. That is very canon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to see the arc in three factions. Jesus. <laughs> ah, she'll like something else. <laughs> okay, but the resistance. I mean, I, I think it's safe to assume. I think it's safe to assume that the resistance and to some degree also first order they can fix with you know a movie ship. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's just hope that it fits into what they need. But yeah. if they really can do everything but it's not great at anything, then I mean it should fit in somewhere. Mm -hmm. But yeah. from from the yeah, from the trailer, I mean there were a lot of lot of ships in the trailer. There was a ghost in the trailer, right? So I mean, we could yeah. well see a ghost come into the resistance ghost, section. There was a Y wing, there was yeah. a B wing. <laughs> It was like a map of, of, of just <laughs> pick one. Yeah. The all of the old, yeah. yeah, Shadowcaster was there. Oh, that was would be everything. interesting. Getting a Shadowcaster in the Resistance faction. Ooh. 
Yeah, I I think the the resistance could definitely do with. I th I think my favorite way of fixing the resistance, honestly, is I I don't think they're going to redo the Falcon because it I think it would be great to see the resistance Falcon be the same as the Rebel Falcon in terms of stats. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I think just similar to how the Scum Falcon has now become usable yeah. um, mm -hmm. by getting it cheaper. They yeah, they'll yeah. just do the same thing, and the same with the jump master. Mm -hmm. Just make them cheap enough mm -hmm. that you can use it for a yeah. different job. Right. But oh, I right. I still feel like, well, this more or less uh, brings out Ray uh, rather than the other pilots. I mean, you you but, really don't want her too cheap. But that's the thing. You can keep Ray at the same price. Like Ray yeah. is yeah 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 right yeah. now. So give the resistance a good crew carrier that is fairly cheap. Like yeah, generic cheap Falcon as cheap as you can. Yeah, you can have yeah. the generic, very cheap. I mean, that would be that would be really good as a support ship. I mean, it's, yeah. it works yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, at the moment, uh, Ray in the Falcon is like the least per performing uh, pilot in Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's I've... not entirely true. It's, no, she's I... close to it. No, she's more like the best, actually. What? Oh. Okay, I'm looking what at are we, what am I looking at? Point eight percent. Um. Okay. Are you looking uh, at? Oh no, I'm taking the wrong percentile. Yeah, right. Or are you just doing right. percentiles the same way that Chris Allen does? Yeah, I'm doing percentiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, the shots beat fired. There. Shots, shots fired. Very much fired. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, so you once have the crate tells you that I, he thinks you're wrong, but you are technically correct. I mean, yes. <laughs> the best kind of correct. One. I mean, there's nowhere else to go. No. Yeah. I'm, by the okay. way, wearing a crate T-shirt right now. Oh no! <laughs> you are the worst person on this podcast. Uh, well. Oh uh, well. Let's mm. move on to um, yeah, the scum villainy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Inter interesting one again. Yep. Interesting one. They have uh, dropped a little bit in representation. Yeah. That was also one of the factions that we we sort of tagged as sort of being in trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, but have increased a little bit in cut rate. Um, yep. And. I think we also see, you know, a very large spread, sort of like the rebels. That there are a few things that stick out, uh, yeah. like Fenrau, uh, Boba, mm -hmm. uh, Torkel, Castle Marauders. They might yeah. even stick out mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Seabor is actually the most flown pilot. I've mm -hmm. yeah, I, I've been really excited to fly some scum. There's some with the Kirax yes. being fairly cheap, and uh, mm -hmm. also. Um, uh, is it Michael God Nielsen? Nicholas. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, like the snapshots on um, Torani. I want to try. I've got that list is, in my bag. <laughs> it's it's an yeah. I, I I flew against that list. It's, it's yeah. So for, for anyone Nicholas, for awful. anyone that doesn't really know what happens, uh, so a snapshot obviously uh, if you end up landing at range one uh, range two of a ship. Right. You can yep. shoot it in the uh, in the movement phase, in the activation phase. Uh, mm -hmm. However, because Tarani's ability can activate whenever he shoots, um, mm -hmm. if you're playing against a droid swarm and one of the droids moves, anyone that is presently in your uh, bullseye 
will have to either take a damage or remove a green token. Mm, yeah. So you can do ridiculous amounts of damage to the entirety of the Separatist Swarm just by pointing Tarani in the right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a great, yeah. great combination. And, and it's a very his squad is with it is sort of the the Torkoal Mox squad where you basically, you know, take out Sevor and mm-hmm. Amarodor and then you put this thing in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is very, very, very good. I've flown against it twice in the last few weeks. The they first hit uh, so with, hard. Uh, with triple Jedi's, mm-hmm. um, oh, Rick got two Jedi's, but and the first time I was like, mm, this is not that hard. The second time was Nicholas flying it, so <laughs> that didn't go so well. Uh, evidence on screen. Uh, <laughs> and at one point, you know, I was there with a with a with a Jedi. I was first player, and I was like, "Well, I can boost here and get a shot," but that will leave mean that the snapshot happens in the bullseye arc. So yeah. no, thank you. I will just stand here and yes. take my shot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, is secretly brilliant, and the stats also show it. It is by mm-hmm. far uh, the best performing ship in the entire faction. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it is very very good, and I think more people will fly it if yeah. uh, if they can find it. Yeah, and bring yeah. the stats down a bit. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> but but that is usually the thing, right? Yeah. That if you have a ship that is flown by a lot of people, then the stats mm-hmm. are usually down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, is Scum missing anything, do you think? I think I, I have a lot of potential Scum... to get stuff right now yeah. with uh, the uh, with the Mandalorian coming out. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I think I think also the Scum is the kind of a faction that uh, if they have too much variety, they can become really problematic really fast. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I, and I'm talking about the negative play experience and stuff like that. Because yeah, uh, because they basically have this sort of yeah. scum's concept of and faction identity and how they fly is yes. that they make your opponent sad. Exactly. They take stuff no, away. No one wants wants to see scum do well unless you're flying scum, basically. <laughs> yeah. See, this. No, is but you can find a very wholesome four fangs, right, Ollie? I mean. You say that's wholesome. Uh, getting a free evade just because you're at range one is definitely cheating. Yeah, but it's so fun. Yeah, Ta- I, talking about that, Ollie, I I flew flew Fen the other day. Yeah, and I decided to two heart into range t- range one of two arcs and range two of uh, of broadside. Uh, not only did I take n- not a single point of damage, I did five damage to one of the arcs. I, I, I hate Fen. <laughs> I guess just, arcs. This is the thing. It just, is that it Fen, just tanked Rao, everything. Fen Rao just does this sometimes. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah. But then again, later in the game, I, I, I got a two dice attack at range two and I got three damage out of it. Yeah, see that, is, yeah. that is Fen Rao really, also does that. That's also Fen Rao. It, it is a reason why when I was flying the fangs, I made sure that I could fit four and not do the three, because a lot of people yeah. are trying to make three fangs work. Uh, yeah. You have to have four because one of them will die because you'll roll badly at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think my experience at least with four fangs is that it 
it doesn't really matter that much if that the one that dies is Fen. I mean, the squad still sort of works. Oh yeah, I like if, Fen did yeah. some damage and he's more points I, and all that. But I won most of my games because all of my opponents decided to try and kill Fen and ignored the mm -hmm. three initiative ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, scum, but I mean, scum? at least that that that's where your your YouTube uh, or, or Twitch stream uh, worked for me, Ollie. I studied these fang videos uh, a lot and it really helped me get into that squad. Ah, nice. Mm -hmm. I think I think yeah, it's yeah, I think it's interesting. I, what I, what I feel about the scum is that I think they they're a, a faction that has answers to a lot of things. I it's it's difficult to to sort of um, identify scum as as a faction that it excels again at at anything. I mean, arguably they're they're not the best beefy list. They're not they're not the best AC lists. They're not the best spams. But but they have so many answers to. Uh, they're such a toolbox faction. It's probably what I'm trying yeah, to I, say. I I feel like scum is kind of. I am a list builder. The faction, basically, I'm a. If you're a good list builder, you can do something great with Scum. Yeah, I mean, looking at uh, what both uh, Mashesh uh, Parashak and uh, Damien yep. Dershtek have mm -hmm, done mm -hmm. in uh, Poland, I mean, those two mm -hmm. are both phenomenal list builders. Yes. And they keep on coming up with new things every tournament. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. do good. Yeah, Yeah, and flying something that people haven't seen before is yep. also a viable strategy. Of course. I, yeah. I, I think that Scum's biggest problem is that when you get into the hyperspace format, then more than any other faction, they are sort of missing out. Because yes. there are a few good scum hyperspace squads, um, or you can say there are a few scum squads that are competitive also in extended that are hyperspace legal, but Fancuri, a lot of Fantapa. them are not. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah. I mean, Rebels barely notice uh, that they're missing their some of their list when they build for hyperspace. No. Uh, Empire notices a little bit more, but for scum, it's really bad. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Shall we move okay. on to separatists? Yeah. Separatists. Yep. Yeah. So they have taken probably more steps than anybody. I mean, we've seen already in sort of the the back end of uh, of wave four. They were the most successful faction, um, but they're not. Well, they might. They are actually still, but now they are also no longer uh, played so little. I mean, at mm -hmm. this point, you're seeing more separatists than you're seeing resistance. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, according to these numbers, mm -hmm. I don't think that is the case in larger tournaments. Though it usually is separatists and FO that there's barely represented. Yeah. And their cut rate is very, very high. Mm -hmm. They have a, a lot of success. Mm -hmm. um, if you look only at large tournaments, then they are actually way above everybody else. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. like uh, almost uh, almost 60 percentile, uh, so... with the next closest being uh, Republic at 53. So I, I have a suggestion of to why that is. Um, I believe that the two things, um, yeah, the, the two things that the separatists are very good at right now, uh, which is I'm going to say Nantex as as a thing that separatists are good at, um, yeah. but also the swarm. 
I think the Separatists have the best swarm. Um, Sinker is the easiest to fly, but I think the Separatists is the best. Um, but I think the Nantex, uh, there's a lot of people who still do not know how to fly against it. And I think with the swarm, it, it is also true. A lot of people still don't know how to deal with swarm, especially mm -hmm. those who are newer into the game. Um, mm -hmm. Because a good swarm is something that a lot of people have not had to deal with for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, if you look back at the players that were starting off in 1.0 a, a long time ago, so as we were saying, yes. I started off in 2014, um, mm -hmm. a tie swarm was always something you had to be prepared for. You need to know how to beat yes. it. Um, yeah. And and the tie swarm at that time was much different than the tie swarm is today, really. Yeah, the, the tie swarm at that time felt had... like the separatist swarm because it was so efficient. It was good yeah. at what it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, like yeah. that's why it's so successful right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, let me do a quick quiz here. Mm -hmm. So, if we look at all the separatist pilots, mm -hmm. oh well, we look at all of the separatist pilots that have you know that are actually being used. So, mm -hmm. more than five percent of lists. Which one do you think has the worst average performance? I would say Sunfac. Yeah, <laughs> I think I I would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Yeah, <laughs> because he is so variable. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 curious. What is the average performance of Chertek? Yeah. Uh, fifty-five, and Sunfac is forty-three. Okay. And 55 is actually in the good end. I mean, the only mm -hmm. thing that really does better than that on average is sort of Seer or or it is about where drones are. Yeah, because I, I would expect... I've The the list I played in my second game of the cuts, uh, which was Captain Seer, five drones, and Chertek in one list. Yeah, yes. It's I, a horrible list. I think that is the best list in the game right now. Yes. But only if you can fly yeah. it well. Yeah, and and Chertek has a super good pilot ability. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in <laughs> fact, gets to roll one more dice, but I get to re-roll two. I mean, that's about the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. It's just that 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 extra modification. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For for everyone who originally did the maths on uh, expose and whether expose was good, it's always better to take a target lock. Just like with Chertek, it's better to have yeah. focus and target lock than it is yeah. to have one more dice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, how I miss expose. <laughs> and then <laughs> no, I don't. I don't miss expose. That was my, that was it was, my first, it was a joke. My first tournament, I got uh, a five health Arvel one shot twice <laughs> in, two, in two games by an exposed decimator. <laughs> oh. Oh. And it was because I was bad, but also it really hurt. <laughs> but Expose was still bad on the decimator. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> but everybody had to try it <laughs> at least once, <laughs> just, to, just to find out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think the other thing there is about Sunfag is that you really need that deep bit. Yes. Mm. You know, more than anything, he, uh, he has the highest average bid of of any ship. Uh, closely followed by Guri, but I mean, fifteen <laughs> that, point just two points well. on average. Fifteen yeah. points. God, that's huge. Yeah, average. Wow, that's 
<laughs> can, um, can we talk about how much Phil GC is affecting the bid stats? <laughs> 22 points. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could do that. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's fine. I just I had to get a nudge at, at Phil in on the podcast. So. Uh, oh, there was a the, I was I heard uh, on the other day there was a mention of Phil. I think it was on the Fly Better con- uh, podcast where they were talking about how many tournaments Phil goes to in a year. Um, and they, they they couldn't believe it. So I have access, or I used to have access to Phil's spreadsheets. Um, yeah. Yeah. He tracks all of his games. It's something he started doing when he um, started writing his blog. Yeah. Um, yes. Is he, I, he showed me the, his Excel sheet. Yeah, sheet. yeah. Uh, I, I believe last year was 83. I, th- I think he was on track to hit 80 in a year. So Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. 80 tournaments. Yeah, it's, it's insane. That is it's insane. amazing. How many, how many weeks are there in a year? 50, 50, right? Yeah. <laughs> last, last time I checked. Well, 52. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he does how, a lot of how? If If anyone wonders uh, how you get good at X-Wing, uh, that is how you play that much. Yeah. I, I, so the advantage of the UK is that for most weeks in a year, there is a tournament you can go to. And if you live in the south of England, where we talked at the start about how many events I go to. Um, I don't go to the small small events um, because I don't have the time. Um, mm-hmm. Because Phil has the time on his weekends uh, and X-Wing is the main thing he does, he can just go to tournaments. As long as yeah. you are willing to drive for two and a half hours, uh, mm-hmm. there is basically a tournament every single weekend. Yeah. He, he must get a lot of weekends where he hits two tournaments then. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and it's because Basingstoke a lot of the time has a Sunday tournament. So every uh, every two weeks uh, we'll play at Basingstoke on a Sunday. So every two weeks he will probably have two events. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, now the heavy breathing system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, stop it, stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, I, I derailed the... Um, I derailed the talk on separate. No, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's it was fine. fine. It's fine. We need. We um, need to. Uh, but I have stick- a question yeah. for you, Ali. Uh, okay. And for the rest of you, I guess. But I would really like your perspective on this. So, uh, there was, you know, obviously a lot of uh, sort of hoo-ha in 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 the community about the Nantex and no. everything and so on and so forth. You might not have noticed, but but it was there. <laughs> um, yep. So, I have this theory that. The Nantex is actually still a problem, but it's it's clearly not a problem on the top level of competitiveness, because yes. once you get up there, then people can actually counter fly it and not yes. not just outbuild it by bringing you know large bases or medium bases. Mm-hmm. Yes, but they can actually fly against it. But is it still you know is it a a threat to the game? It sounds very existential, oh. but in this sort of in the mid tables this I, I think this takes a serious look because I completely agree with your statement um, I think at the highest level uh, players will have played against the Nantex enough and have specifically practiced against it I did exactly that before I came to Worlds and it was the only reason I won because I had to go through three Nantex lists on the way mm-hmm. to my win um, mm-hmm. because it feels so much like uh, for those of you who played 1.0, playing against a K-Wing bomber, um, you, there is almost nowhere that is safe. So unless you understand where those safe spaces are, 
and mm -hmm. when you are allowed to play the game, and I, I use that as a very careful term because the Nantex is a ship that does not allow you to play the game in 80% of the board space that you're in. Um, mm -hmm. You have to be in 20% to 10% of the board space to be able to play the game. Otherwise, you don't get to move your own ship, uh, you go onto asteroids, and you don't get to do anything. Um, for a player that is, even, even at the average level, um, of player, uh, that is an impossible thing to do. You cannot be that careful every single turn to put your ship in those positions every turn and predict where your opponent will be so that you're still safe. Um, it is an incredibly difficult thing to do and it takes a lot of practice. Um, so I think the fact that there is a ship out there that is able to force people to play in that way and most players will not be able to play that way that is a broken game mechanic, and it is a very mm -hmm. big problem. Um, I think that it should be addressed. Um, I'm very, very sad that the ship does not have fully execute on it. Um, yes. I think that that is the biggest yeah. factor. Um, and the the developers even said that they intended it to be that way. You can you can believe that you can believe that yes yes um, yes but they that's what they said I I can fully believe that they intended it to be that way I mm -hmm. can also believe that they did not understand the impacts that it had um, mm -hmm. but it's yeah I I think that to make the Nantex a good ship um, you can actually reduce its points cost if you put fully execute on the ship mm -hmm. and I I think that will make it a lot more interesting it it's at its nature it will never be that good in competitive play as an ace because it does not have dice modifications uh, it can mm -hmm. only take a focus yeah, um, yes. it is too variable to win a tournament because eventually you will roll bad dice so all it's there for is to ruin people's day unless it's chair tech and a squad backed up with droids mm -hmm. yeah. yeah at that point it becomes a strategic yeah, I, I've been uh, I've been comparing it to the the triple epsilon wings kind of. It's not really a problem per se in the tournament scene. It, it isn't winning anything, but especially for newer players yeah. who who really don't know how to fly against it, it just it becomes seriously negative. I think going going back to my original idea of getting new players into the game, uh, the game should be fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. The game should be designed to be a good competition, but it should yeah. be a competition for both players. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when there is a ship that does not allow one player to play, I mean, there mm -hmm. there always exists lists like that. If you have a look at card games, there is choke decks. But mm -hmm. normally, a choke deck has a very high skill cap, mm -hmm. um, and it's very difficult to use. And also, there are ways that you can play against it. Um, it feels as if there isn't enough of a counter to the Nantex. Like, the things that you have to do um, to counter it, it, you're not allowed to do the normal things that you would do, like blocking. Um, so I, mm -hmm. I don't like the fact that it breaks a fundamental rule of the game um, mm -hmm. by not allowing you to block it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you can, you can outbuild it, but that will limit your, your squad options mm. so much that it sort of defeats the purpose, and you shouldn't have to you know completely outbuild any single other ship in the game. I mean, there should be counterplay that is based on how you fly as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 so. you're saying there is, <clears throat> but it is you know beyond reach for most players. Mm-hmm. So there were a few young players at Worlds this year. One of them came up uh, after a game, and we were playing. Uh, I was playing Aces High, and and somebody he knew was playing against me, and he sat down. He was completely exhausted, and he said, "Oh, I had the worst game, and uh, it's just it's terrible. It was no fun at all." And and uh, and the the guy who knew him, he asked, "Oh, w- w- were you playing an Antex?" He said, "No, I was playing Regen Re- Republic." And, mm-hmm. and, and and I was intrigued and I said, oh, that wasn't fun? No. X-Wing is fun when you shoot ships and they explode. Yeah. But yes. That doesn't happen with Regen. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a good point. It is. And I think it's... I don't know. There's When you get to the high levels of competitive play, the game is less about um, just killing everything. I mean, I every apart from the final, <laughs> this is a fun stat, uh, apart from the final, every single game that I played went to time. Yeah. So I I played seven games uh, on each day, fourteen games in total, and every single game was at least an hour and fifteen minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. I think I only killed uh, my opponent's list once on the final turn. Uh, as you know, sorry, that's a lie. Because um, one of the games I lost uh, against uh, Niels Voss, that was the one game that didn't go to time because I didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. No, no, it did. It did. It went to time. I managed to keep um, Whisper alive. Yeah, it's but that that's the uh, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that when you get to that high level, it's it's a lot more of a careful game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> it depends what squads you're flying. Um, yeah, I can tell you for a fact that. Uh, Malmo system open. I was flying quad phantoms, and everybody just decided to joust me through the rocks. Why? I don't, I don't know why. why. Which is why I went six and zero. Oh, okay, what we should, what <laughs> we should what we should do is I would really like a game like bring back the quad phantoms, Duke phantoms. When I next mm-hmm. see you, I'm bringing out my four fangs, and we're having a good game because yeah. fangs against phantoms is really fun. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like you, can, you can use all the jukes. That's that's fine. Yeah. I've, I've had so many fun <clears throat> games with uh, Ben Lee with the four phantoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jumping on well, that yeah. uh, tangent yeah. a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Some time ago, I did this pace of play analysis. Yes. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about it as well, Ollie. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually just here the other day. I, I took that analysis and did it only for worlds because I was interested in seeing how that sort of how many games go to time number change when you have such a high level of players mm-hmm. because I think worlds is unique in that in that sense that obviously there's still you know you don't have to be the best in the world to attend because that's only the winner but um, but there is a very, very high sort of average level. Yeah, definitely. And it, it actually turns out that, um, and I'm only looking at the Swiss data here because the uh, uh, the score data for cuts is uh, sort of very inaccurate usually, um, that it is just about the same thing as everything else. 54% uh, of, of, of games were ended with one player having scored 200. Nice. Okay, fifty-four percent. Yeah, that's that's higher than I 
would have expected. That is, yeah, and that is about where we see the average for large tournaments in general. And it's actually higher in larger tournaments than it is in sort of your, if, if, if you include all the little 20 player things that you can find on list pictures. Um, and I find that interesting because I have an, an experience similar to you, Ali, that I very rarely, I, and I'm playing, you know, those evil uh, regen Jedis, right? Yeah. Triple regen. Um, and I almost always go to time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I had like one match that I won out, 200. But I also had one that was uh, 21 to 0. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it, yeah, it definitely comes down to what you play. I think if you're using uh, aces, generally it will be a, a slower game. If you're playing things like uh, Fan and Guri or Fan and Boba, uh, you will likely kill your opponents a lot more. Um, mm -hmm. The Droid Swarm will probably go to time, but uh, Rebel Beef will probably not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think that's something to bear in mind for people going to tournaments as well. Um, a lot of people uh, are capable of going to tournaments and uh, dealing with the long games. Um, mm -hmm. But if you know that you need a break in between games, uh, then take a list that is quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it's actually interesting because why is it, and you know, the whole question about why did it change so much from, from first to second edition? And I spent quite a lot of time thinking about it, and I think the most important explanation, as I see it, is the ship count. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, everybody having, you know, <clears throat> the possibility of two actions, usually one of them a repositioning and so on, also plays in to sort of the pace of play. But I mean, the sort of average ship count that everybody is flying around with is just higher and there's effects on everything and I would make the claim that we use we, we usually think about second edition as oh the points doubled but everything also you know doubled in, in cost mm -hmm. but I don't think that is the case because you can buy so much more for 200 second edition points than you could for 100 mm -hmm. first edition points yeah mm -hmm. so for me if you wanted to fix this issue then you should probably just raise everything in price by 20% or so. Mm, true. I feel like all of... I, I didn't really notice the difference between 1.0 and 2.0. Um, I, I would argue that the, length, the pace of the game and the length of the game depends on the amount of decisions that each player has to make. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Increasing the amount of ships will do that, but also increasing the... Uh, things you have to do before or after you move will also do that, so force points, etc. Um, so yeah, I feel like the lists that I'm flying have a similar amount of decisions to make, so I didn't really notice the difference. Hey, stop breathing. But I think, I mean, <laughs> if I'm right, and yeah. I may very well not be, but if I'm right, then I think there is another potential issue, and that is that uh, based on uh, the last few points updates, then what we see is that uh, FFT are more likely to lower cost on things than they are yeah. to raise them. Yes. They, they take the outliers, the outliers in performance, and raise them, but then they lower um, a lot of other things that then become, you know, an issue. 
Um, I mean, we saw we saw it in the last points. Of the uh, average, all of the faction got lowered. Every single faction got a minus points. Yeah, and and on we've average. seen that on every point update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That as a as overall, then everything gets cheaper all the time. So it's sort of like this reverse inflation where we get more and more and more stuff on the table, and you can mm-hmm. look at a list like um, uh, this Torkel Swarm. I mean, that couldn't happen six months ago. Um, I'm not even sure. It probably also couldn't happen when when Second Edition launched. But that is a squad that is now possible because things have dropped and dropped and dropped, yeah. even if Speci- the Moldy Crow title went up, right? Yeah, specifically yeah. the Kyrax, though, and that's that's a, that 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 was the sh- that was the point drops that enabled that, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so because we we are in the points dis- discussion, uh, you know, uh, general feelings on you know what might go up, might what might go down based on. Past few months, worlds, uh, what have you? What do you guys think? Stretch, one point. Thank you. Stretch. R two. I don't know. Twenty points. Whatever. Really? Just take take it out of the game. Yeah. But then again, the Jedi's can lower in points instead. I I feel like it was a really good idea to raise regen by a little bit. Um, I feel like they maybe haven't got it quite right, but I think that's actually just Obi Wan, um, because the reason that regen is so hard to kill is because you can fit three very good Ether sprites in a list. If you make Obi a little bit more expensive, as he should be, um, mm-hmm. then I think that turns okay, and you don't have to raise it as much. Yeah, then, you, then you have to mm. three other yeah. sprites in the list. Yeah, but Obi-Wan is so good. His ability is also yeah. so good. So I think yeah. fitting three other Aether sprites, uh, because you have to uh, go for the ones with, mostly the ones with uh, two force, uh, and I think mm. Mace should probably also go up a little bit, because he, he has mm-hmm. three force and is, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so I think that is for me the sort of major changes in the in, in the Republic. Um, they should probably lower the named um, the named torrents in a vain attempt mm-hmm. to get them on the table. Um, mm-hmm. Even though their their pilot abilities are weird, but you know mm-hmm. some of them must be good for something. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we then look at you know the other sort of dominant faction being the Empire. And considering that we are seeing, you know, uh, defenders coming into uh, to hyperspace, what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, defenders, they are expensive, but I, I'm not sure I want to see them lowered. <laughs> really, please don't. The, the chassis is it, it, it's amazing. It's an amazing chassis. Uh, the pilot abilities are really, really good as well. So I feel like they are just at the right spot, kind of. <laughs> I think you could probably drop some of the names a little bit. Would you though? Uh, 
let's see good old Riot on the table again. I don't, I don't like want that I don't want Vessery. I have PTSD on Vessery, so let's leave it <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah, but I'm not saying you're wrong, but I don't want it. Uh, I mean, it is it is problematic because I agree that the I one should not drop in cost. No. Um, so what I'm I guess what I'm saying is that the name one that is not I five should move closer to uh, uh, to the other ones, but then uh, that sort of becomes pointless also. I don't know. I think they are another ship that is extremely hard to balance. But what do you guys think about uh, passive sensors? Up. Up. But uh, that sh it should definitely increase. Yeah, I think so too. But I think it should but be a varied points cost. Based yes, on what? I was uh, based on Vader. <laughs> so you're saying because Vader has uh, uh, can link off a target lock because one pilot can do that, yes. then we should actually just yeah, you know, basically um, yeah, what, make what it happens, initiative dependent. What happens? Everything it, un everything under six. It, it was very, six, it's it was very clear what they wanted to do, which was to prevent yeah. people using the target lock uh, to do stuff, and then they didn't mm -hmm. word it correctly, <laughs> yeah. so Vader could just do everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think for Vader it should be more. I'm not sure how much more. Um, I think for the fact that a targeting computer on Whisper is the same as the target lock, I don't think it really needs to go up by much more. Um, but yeah. But but I still feel I'm not I'm not sure about the I I brought passive sensors for a reason because I feel like passive sensors are actually good doing things to the meta that which is good for the imperial faction at least that and that is bringing a bit up again people are not bidding as high yeah so here's here's a uh, here's a question for you yeah because yeah. this is something that um i was talking to cj fox on his uh, his live stream um mm -hmm. and he asked that if i could change one thing in the game what would i change um and I've been thinking about it more after I've said it. Um, and I think the idea of initiative, um, mm -hmm. after playing Aces High and initiative moving every turn, I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, and I think I would like to see the initiative coin finally be used, and the initiative should switch every turn, because that would get rid of the bid. Yeah, and when you say initiative, you mean so the the first player, or second yeah, player. So, yeah, yeah, so if mm -hmm. if you just swap who is first player every turn. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would get rid of the bit, but it would make the game much more complex. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and I, I think I I think it would actually slower down the pace of the game as well. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, there's so many other things apart from moving. Just figuring out moving and shooting without making mistakes yes. every turn. I mean, people do make mistakes already, uh, and it's the same thing throughout the game, but just figuring that out is big enough, but then you have all the other things like, oh, but this turn snapshot works this way with regards <laughs> to fine tune mm -hmm. controls, but next turn is different. Yeah. But so I, I, I do I see the idea, um, mm -hmm. and it would be fun to try, but I think it would... Um, and it yeah, probably I, wouldn't be a problem. It would just be another skill layer uh, to layer on top for the very, very good players. Yeah, but I think that's the reason I like the sound of it so much, because I like the idea <laughs> of introducing that 
as a as another layer. But mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. sort of timing your attack to hit with the round where you shoot first, and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You wouldn't have to change. You wouldn't have to change player order. You would just rank. You would just change. Well, yeah. Okay. You would have to put change player. Yeah. Order. Okay. What about what about if you keep player order? Yeah, but that's. You but, it, but you, you did it in a way where you said when you sort of start the activation phase at, you know, I one, and let's say there were I ones on both sides. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the first player moves one of his I ones, yeah. then the other guy moves one of his. This would be hell in a swarm sort of. Um, it, it would be bad for the game pace if there was a lot of the same initiative on either side of the table, obviously. But, mm-hmm. but I think it could be really interesting when it comes to blocking and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. as if you took turns, sort of like you do in Armada, if you ever played that. But can you guys imagine uh, if they would do one turn wrong? Yeah, that's... and they would have to back everything up mm-hmm. sure. to the correct game sure. state. Yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like no, wait, my force were supposed to shoot first now, and we'll <laughs> stuff. <start with that. laughs> oh shit! You blocked me. Where was I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think it's oh, actually interesting. You talked about Imperials having uh, it's good that passive sensors were doing good on on the Imperials because that's. Really, the only faction actually using it? Uh, yes. I, well, to any no, extent? Yeah, That's one shit. But I just think, you know, that the whole, the whole idea of passive sensors was, I think, an attempt to get the low initiative things that require target locks to do things oh, a yes, way to get definitely. target locks. But yeah. now it turns into sort of let the high initiative things not only and it's not just wait Vader, it is also things like and I actually noticed this in, in, in one of your worlds games, Ollie, where you know this advantage of having Vader shoot first and then Whisper could see, oh, did it die? Because if mm-hmm, it did, yeah. then I'll take the target lock yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, and that's I think that's so. sort of that that takes something away from the choice of target locking versus focusing. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That you sort of, when you target lock, you sort of have to show I'm going for that guy, and you have to commit. Mm-hmm. And where here you can say, oh no, okay, there were no targets. I'll I'll get a calculate. Yeah, it's it's back mm-hmm. to the perfect information, uh, um, Han Jake uh, sort of scenario yeah. in in a in a different way but but it, but it's still kind of you have the information beforehand and then you can make the decision on where you want to take yeah. it so yeah. so i think for that i'm not a huge fan of everything going initiative based or, or or you know in general just variable costing because i think that in some cases it goes too far uh, and i think in this case i would just raise the price of that upgrade and then you know have FFG sit down and think about how to f- fix uh, low initiative alpha strike if that's something we want in the game, uh, or just raise the cost if the ship is limited. Interesting. Ah, maybe, maybe yeah. that could be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or just lower it for unlimited ship. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it still wouldn't fix it. Wouldn't fix the situation on on when it is on a high initiative ship if you just lowered it for lower initiative. No, 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 no. So it, it's not. I mean, I'm, if the conversation is, you know, how do we tamper it, or is it how do we 
make it more common. It's a very different conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also think it's, it's sort of the... I don't have a problem with it being costed sort of close to the targeting computer. That's not the issue because mm-hmm. I think the cost of these two cards are still very different because the system slot is usually more valuable than your modification slot. Yes. So that that you pay a different opportunity cost for those two. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else? Mm, I don't know. I really don't know how to fix the first order with points. Yeah, um, that's the most difficult. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because they just I feel need more variety. I mean, yeah, more they, ships. They do different price because points. I feel, I feel like the ships are correctly point costed. I mean, Kylo is super good and Quicktor is super super good, but just yeah, they would need, be the right need, cost if you could take them in the Imperial faction. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And fly Kylo next to Whisper or something. That would be great. Aha, uh-huh. wow. just what we want. Oh. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I I think it will be uh, it'll be good to see what happens when Varang's tie drops. Yeah, yeah. like how much effect yeah. that has on the FOs. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that will depends on the points, obviously. And have we have we seen any of the lower initiative guys? What their abilities are and stuff like that. Uh, no, I think they only spoiled the i6. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, so I guess um, what's troubling me about that, the option or, or the consideration that that's sort of going to fix the faction is that is it going to push uh, their ace play up to the level where uh, you know you would consider taking a, a FOF ace list rather than an imperial one? I mean, is it going to fix their identity or or bring? that option to the table just with the one ship. It's definitely not fixing their identity. Uh, I feel that No, but oh, perhaps it is. I mean, their identity, uh, if I remember the original sort of, they haven't really talked that much about it since, but the original sort of 2.0 announcement, then they stated, you know, that First Order's identity would be like uh, sort of very elite, but they, I think they actually said elite swarm. And, and mm. that's not what we're seeing, right? But I think they would be they would be able to fly some really good ace lists with one there, if if they don't end up overpricing them. I get I get the impression it will turn into a tanky ace list, which is what I was attempting to build with Imperials. Mm. So I'm not sure. Yeah, so maybe Kylo, one wreck, and yeah. Yeah, maybe they will finally have a faction that can do aces without force. Ah, interesting. Because be yeah, Kylo, Kylo is expensive, but the initiative, uh, having blackouts, an initiative four silencer, and then Major Voreg, uh, could actually be a very good list without four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a notion, yeah. mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hmm? Okay. What about okay. the? What about the Empire? Apart from passive sensors, which is now apparently an Imperial upgrade, <laughs> is there anything else that needs fixing? Um, I think, for instance, something like Jendon could probably use a few points. 
Jenton might go up a little bit. It might also ah. turn out that they went too far with the small inquisitors. <laughs> Maybe, yes. Mm. But not, not, not really, though. I mean, a single small inquisitor is fine. It's when he has fire control and concussions with Jenden, it becomes a, I wouldn't even say a problem, but just good. Uh, is there a really big problem in the meta or point uh, that, that I don't think they need to address a whole lot of things. No, 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 no. No, that's probably true. Yeah, I actually, I, I mean, I, 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 I I might be a I might be a little bit biased, but I I, I feel like Imperials are in a fine spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you are biased, but I think I I don't think that Imperials are in a bad spot necessarily. I mean, I don't think. Well, I don't know. No, what I'm saying, I I, I don't feel there are too many things that need. To go no, up I get or you. down. I get you. I get you. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I think I, I think I tend to agree. I mean, they are mm -hmm. very much in a, in a usable space. I mean, we're beginning to mm -hmm. see decimators. We still have Duchess for the striker. We are seeing both Whisper and Echo. Tie swarms are still working. Um, Interceptors have an issue. It's all. It's only Suncia Fell, but I mean, let's face it. That issue is probably that there are only two named pilots for interceptors, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which they really should be changing. Yeah. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Tie aggressors. They need. No, to they down. don't. Uh, they need to. They need to. They need to stay gone. <laughs> that, that is don't tell someone, me it's your favorite movie, Chef. That is the sound of someone who got abused by TLT. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I actually don't haven't played them in a long time, but no. No, actually, Thai aggressors—they aren't as bad as people are saying. The thing is that uh, Thai bombers just do their stuff better. <laughs> that's 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 what it is. Yeah, so. until you go ace hunting with Lieutenant Castal with. An iron cannon turret and uh, fifth brother. Stop giving mm -hmm. people ideas. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's a wonderful way to put sixty points into a, into a tie aggressor, and it is, if anybody want to do that, then they're very welcome. To, to be fair, though, <laughs> you'll get those one or two games of work, and your opponent's here yeah. will be very sad. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's like, what do you mean? I don't. I, you just take away my natural evades. Yep. <laughs> Or any natu natural sort of focus results. I mean, yeah, like yeah. You, don't, you don't get nice things. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get that nice thing. Okay, so um, the Republic, we talked a little bit about Obi probably having to go up in points. Yeah. Perhaps a little bit on Mace as well. Um, I think uh, Luminara is secretly good. Yeah. yeah, broadside is way too cheap. I'm I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, broadside needs to go up. Yeah, yeah, but it's a Y wing. I mean, uh, yes, but <laughs> the the problem that you yeah. have with broadside uh, is he is uh, as soon as he has arrived in the game, he is single handedly stopping the creation of a good turret. 
because um, yes. I don't think the turret slot has many good options. Uh, so putting a ship in the game that is so ridiculously good with a turret is really mm. bad for future development of turrets. So he needs to be more expensive. Mm. Interesting point of view. Yeah, I mean that, that I, is a good point of view. So it's sort of uh, <laughs> it, it's more or less the same argument you could make for Cavill, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think this was yeah. the original problem with uh, with 1.0 uh, in yeah. that you couldn't design a new upgrade because it would break something. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually think that Cavill is broadside. <laughs> he's he's essentially the same. Uh, he has the same. Um, he basically has the same damage output. Yeah. Because rolling the extra dice is about the same as mm -hmm. turning the blank to focus. Yeah, yeah. I think Cavill yeah, just but, flipped. But, uh, you know, broadside just flipped, and you know. Okay, yeah, so after the Clone Wars, joined, with uh, he came up with some bad friends, and now he's gone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. but I, I just want to mention it. Broadside with Ion Cannon Turret and an R4 Astromech costs only 43 points. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best 43 in the game. 43 points. Yeah. It's yeah. Speaking of variable costing, yeah. then R4 should be variably costed on, you know, until how many maneuvers does it actually affect? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that would be way too complicated. Let let me yeah. do one if more one more little fun quiz here. What do you okay. think? And it's cheating if you're looking at the page already. So, what do you Again? think is the most successful ship in the Republic faction is? The most so who which ship is doing the best? Uh, yeah, the Ark. Oh, oh pilot. Um, sorry. Which pilot? Um, oh. Uh, which pilot? That's that's a good question. I I would be tempted to if if I was looking at the world's results, I would be tempted to say um, the standard torrents, Ooh. but a lot of people flying the sinker swarm just crashed out. Yeah. So I, I think it yeah. would actually be Mace. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh, I don't know. Plokun. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, Plokun is closer. I think he's number two. Is it, it number three? Is it Luminara? Is it is it Luminara? No, Luminara is number two. So now you guess number three and number two, and then Mace is actually not doing that well. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but he but but a lot of people include him in in janky builds, so that might be it. Mm. Uh, no, the best, absolutely best pilot in the Galactic Republic is Baby Anakin. No, oh, that's just because Marcel Manzano is really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not a trend. That's that's variance. He's he's single-handedly steering the results. Yeah. Oh no. Same. No. Oh no. Oh no. 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 Not after this weekend. No, I have. I mean, Swedish uh, Grants was just won by a baby Anakin. So. Oh, ah. Yes. Okay. But we will come, we, I think we will come back to, to Swedish Grants uh, yes. shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Rebels. I think we briefly talked about it when we yeah. went through them. I guess there is... Is there anything that needs to be done? Um, I, I think yeah. Leia, Leia should go up very slightly. Yeah, all the U-Wings should go up a little bit. Yes. They are all doing fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the U-Wings are good. I, I th also think that Braylon is too cheap. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm not sure about Braylon today. No. I mean, if oh. if, if we uh. see the U wings go up, I I I feel like Braylon is just at a nice spot. I think U wings are definitely 
need to go up. But oh, no, Braylon is Gucci. Other... It's double mods for no effort. Come on. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yes. Okay. But in context, but then, I then don't again, think he's I... that far off. But but yeah. Also, here I might be biased because I have been flying Phantoms for so long <laughs> that Braylon really isn't the problem. Yeah. <laughs> for me. Phantoms no, but it's 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 the same perspective though as you know. I could probably say with broadside as well. All you have to do with the Y wing is shoot it. I mean, and then it'll go down. But same with the B wing. But it doesn't mean that it's not potent when it's on the table. Yeah. So it's. No, but I agree the U wings are more of a problem. They have the same health as the B wings. Mm-hmm. But one more green die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And their silly stop shenanigans is absolutely yeah. done. Yes. Uh, and Hef Topper is the best rebel ship in the game. He's, yep. he's pretty good. I I would yeah. say that Magva is probably better than. Okay, but he's the best uh, according to that people actually playing. Oh. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this was actual uh, actual stats. He's the best ship. I don't think he's the best ship really. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, resistance. Um, yeah, we also talked a little bit about what to do about fixing resistance. We talked about lowering the cost of some of the, Falcons, uh, like yeah. the 1300s. Yeah. Finn, mm-hmm. Finn needs to be more expensive. He's too good. Yeah, yeah he probably still is, mm-hmm. even when they um, changed the rules. Yeah, I um, mean, basically, they, they forgot about the fact that even though they said that yes, he minuses his defense dice by one. Adding a result is still much better than rolling a defense dice. Yep. Yeah. As it turns mm-hmm. out. Yep. Yeah. As as a lot of the uh, as a lot of the the CLT players know. Yeah. Well, as as a public service announcement for anyone that was considering still shooting Finn, uh, even after they nerfed him, uh, thinking that he is easy to kill, he is still the hardest <laughs> yeah, no. ship to kill. So don't shoot yeah. him. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Finish the trap. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, it's like shooting Rick or Lee in a Republic Regen squad. Mm. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, I think um, resistance. Nothing really needs to go up. No, no, no. They're probably good. So. I mean, it's just the A wings are probably as low as they can be without being silly. Could, um, mm-hmm. Could the you X wings shouldn't really drop either. No, no. I, th- I think the only thing that I would argue is heroic, whether or not that needs to go up by one. I'm not sure about heroic. I mean, it's I feel it's not really a good upgrade, but when it triggers, it becomes amazing. Kind of. Yeah, it's only good when it is. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. And you really don't want it to be good no, in your case? No, but the thing is, the <laughs> thing is, it's the accumulative effect. So, uh, standalone on one ship, heroic is probably not all that magnificent. But if you have a heroic yes, on your yes. entire list, then yes. the the aggregation of uh, the possibility of heroic yes. is very very high. So yes, yeah. That's why I, I I always think about heroic as a four to five points upgrade for a whole list. Yeah, that's true. Basically. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think it is. I think it's probably fine where it is. Yeah. I mean, it is it is yeah, quite I, popular, and you should also add, you know, that apart from paying one point, you also have the mm-hmm. opportunity cost of not being able to put a crack shot in your talent, talent slot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the best use of that one point anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for most ships. 
and it is also the most popular upgrade in the game. Yeah, but unless you're flying A-wings, then you can have both. Yes, and uh, yes. objects. Yeah, which uh, is completely fair. Resistance yeah. is objects <laughs> the faction. Yeah. Um, yes. We don't see the bomber at all, <laughs> which is, in theory, sad. We did see Venny for a while. Like Venny with, uh, I think, one of the two tubes and yeah. Tally or something? I, I think the, the problem with Venny is it's a very good list uh, against someone who hasn't played it. Because yes. they think the bomber is not that scary, they try and shoot it, yeah. and then realize yeah. that the bomber is better at shooting. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then I I have actually seen it, and 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 doesn't go down exactly. I've I've seen a new version of that list because the old version had um, an X wing, an A wing, and the bomber. Um, mm -hmm. A new version that someone has tried has made the bomber even more expensive. Um, oh, but Jesus. you have Lulo and Tally. Oh, so okay. It, it's very hard to kill the two A-Wings now instead of just picking on the X-Wing and winning the game on time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Because you struggle to kill the A-Wings, you have to shoot the bomber, uh, which means it can joust you. Oh, that's oh, very clever. Yeah, it is. So many clever people playing the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not... No, no, me neither. But I, you know, I wasn't talking about any of us. It's just, you know... Or yeah. apart from you, Oli, of course. No, and I you, Jan. I mean, you're actually quite I smart. I well. things off Slack. It's <laughs> <Yeah. my shame>. <laughs> <laughs> Net taking. <laughs> it, turn, it turns out I'm a scrub as well. Nah, uh, my, I, I, I wouldn't say you're a scrub. <laughs> my favorite part of the game is uh, is playing a list for a month or two and trying to work out how to make it better. So yeah. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do that as well. I, I, I usually fly a list for a month or two and make it worse. <laughs> and then you go back to the for a while. No, but I think the resistance transport is, is interesting and I think we still have, uh, we've seen some with the pods and the pod spam and the pod spam and Chewy and so on. But I think we still have yet to see uh, sort of the transport itself, the big, the big one. Becoming a meta staple for resistance. Uh, we had yeah, that was a very it. interesting squad in Sweden. Yeah, with Ludo and are, four, four of the you, generic transports. You guys are gonna have yeah. to talk top about four. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> four ion transports and Lulo. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was <laughs> interesting. I did. I didn't play against it, but I, I assume it would have been horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> then we have Scum. Um. What are sort of the cliff notes, right? That Tarani might need to go up a little bit. I think Sivor should go up. Yes. yes, I absolutely agree. He should. I basically every 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 time you're trying to build a scum squad, you start with Sivor and ask yourself, what do I have left? I think making that's how you build a scum squad. Making Sivor more expensive would mean people would take more of the aces in scum, uh, which mm -hmm. would be good to see. Like the gener the mm -hmm. like uh, the Kirax aces and the um, Kimagila aces. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, Talon Ben Cobra isn't isn't that bad. No, he is no. not actually. Sarasu is not Sarasu. bad either. No, exactly. <laughs> And you actually see some Sarasu. So, interesting. Okay, what about the separate system? I will, I mean, I will start by saying I think the Vultures should go back up in points. I will, I, I, 
I think the vultures are fine. I think the struts need to go up a point. Every single one of them. Yeah, struts need the to vultures. Go. The uh, the thing is, struts. Uh, the vultures become completely different kind of monster when you, they have struts on them. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I think for me in the separatist faction, um, I think because the obvious move is to take loads of vultures. Um, you mm -hmm. don't get to see some of the other really cool things it has to offer, and I think you're starting to. Um, I, I I think we should definitely address the fact that Chertek is only a single point more expensive than the standard Initiative 4 Ace. Um, yes. So that yeah. needs to change. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Chertek is and Chertek way only pays too cheap. The i4 price for Ensnare as well. Yep. Yeah. So I think Chertek and the i4 price for Ensnare might, might be a thing. But I, I really think about think about the vultures. Do they have a do they have do they have a mod slot? Uh, no. No, the vultures. No. Um, yeah. Oh. Yes, B. <laughs> Wait, I have it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. Okay. Yep, yep, so yep. what you're saying is that they are not on the costed, but if you take them, and then you put on a hull upgrade, then they cost the same as a Tie Fighter. They have one more hull. They have one more, one less green. That should be the same. They have a much better dial. Uh, they have linked actions. That is a very good point. If you consider the Z95 versus the versus the Tie Fighter versus the Droid, a four health Droid is yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, and I know you can't really compare across factions like that, but then you can a little bit. But I think they simply went overboard. They should never have given that thing a linked action. I think yeah, if, yeah. If, if I could go back in time and yes. change anything at all, then it would be just that linked action. That, I think, would do a lot to keep them in check. Yeah. yeah Especially because, combined with, with so many blues on that dial. Mm -hmm. Because they have yeah. the blue turns. That is, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. And also that network calculations, I have to mention it, that makes the ship so tanky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it, to some extent it does. To another extent, it sort of just makes up for the fact. I mean, I, I look at the network calculation ability like saying, okay, they only have calculate, but then they have network calculations. Yeah, but on the on the it's on probably the, slightly better though. Right, but if you combine them, if you if you combine the fact that they have the linked action and they have the network calculation, I think that's yeah. the that's actually the turning point really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, and, and I think it's it's I, I sort of like the idea of having something that was you know even cheaper than a Tie Fighter, mm -hmm. but I think they turned out they're sort of individually too good. Um, so I, and I don't really know how to how to fix it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people are also beginning to come around to um, to Discord missiles. Oh, those are those are broken. Those yeah. need to, those yeah. need to yeah. go up a long yeah. way. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, but it was funny because they dropped them because nobody played them because people were like, nah, so this is too weird and janky and, and strange. <laughs> Until you play against it, especially with... There, and there's almost no archetypes that really likes them because if you're sort of slow-moving, sort of beefy squad, then you don't like them because they will just put them down wherever the engagement is going to happen and then you're in for a mm -hmm. bad time. And if you're an yeah. ace, then again it's like, well, you can't come into this part of the board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I think I think maybe is it is the case that that the Jenkia isn't it just that uh, we're only now seeing the uh, the swarms that are not uh, a uh, a like a single type of ship being spammed uh, you know you you now we're seeing swarms that are a lot more mixed which have mixed triggers and and those sorts of things and and I think probably well I I, w I would guess that with a little bit more time that we'll start seeing those uh, within these types of lists mm. it, I don't know I, I think it's I mean we have started seeing them. yeah but we're only just starting to see them that's what I'm that's yeah, the yeah, point yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's it's not just a seer and, and a whole bunch of vultures it's 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 you know it's a couple of vultures a couple of hyenas maybe a seer and maybe an antex as well and, and maybe we'll start seeing more of them come into play as yeah. the players start to experiment more with the, with the faction so what I'm really uh, there's a lot of people at the moment trying out um, XY's separatist list from Worlds, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, so you it's uh, a load of initiative fours. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have mm -hmm. um, the DBS uh, with advanced proton torpedoes. Uh, so he can mm -hmm. fire a six dice proton torpedo if he has a target lock on you at range zero or one. Um, you have Chertek in there. You have Grievous, and you have another initiative four that I can't remember which one it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a four ship list. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, I also cannot remember what the last. Is, it might, but it yeah, might be it, DFS. It might be DFS, but I can't remember. Oh yeah, that it's it's mm. something with Discord missiles. It's like DFS with Discord missiles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because mm. yeah. he can pass calculates to things. Yeah. For instance, to oh. that uh, many dice modified advanced proton torpedo shot. So you get a little bit of focus modifiers there as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I, I think, and it, it also goes to show that just because something is released doesn't mean that it will immediately figure out what, what is good. No. And I think separatist is sort of like the key case in that, because there's almost nothing that they've been doing well lately with, with the Nantex, obviously. But, a lot of what they've been doing, and it just took a while before they were successful in in getting the right stuff into the right people's hands, and yeah. But they are they are hard to. Um, it, it's very hard to balance with uh, when you have so many ships, and just a single point can mean a lot. Mm -hmm. Because initially everybody was just like, oh, it's just about getting a lot of drones on the table, and then cock and and then some uh, energy cell charges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. So, we've been on for about two and a half hours now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a long, long we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. we did. We hey, did. we're still under the three hour mark, though. So, you, you, you can probably be very happy about that. <laughs> Sure. I mean, <laughs> sure. We still we we still haven't done our shout. No, we haven't, and uh, uh, exactly. Uh, so should we just move on to that then? I mean, is there anything yeah, else you guys yeah. want to mention before we do? I think after two and a half hours, it's we probably shouldn't try to cover sweet friends. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> we're, we're Jan, you want to join us uh, in our next episode? We're going to talk to about the Swedish grandstand. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. cool.
we were going to talk about the Swedish grants this time. <laughs> I told you guys. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. So, uh, shout-outs. Oli, yeah. you want to start? Uh, well, shout-out to uh, the 186th, obviously. Um, and, yeah, shout-out to everyone that keeps on messaging me and talking to me and saying hi. Uh, I'm still getting a few messages just asking me for advice or tips or, like, everything else. Like, yeah, do it. Um, I, I might not have time to answer right away, but it's always fun to talk about stuff. Uh, yeah, but check out videos. Shout-out to everyone I play at World. And, once again, a shout-out to Dan Taylor. Uh, because he's a phenomenal pilot. He's already a three-time world champion for um, uh, Imperial Assault. Imperial Assault. So, yep. yeah, like, sorry that I uh, cheated you out of a win, and uh, good job, and I hope to see you again next year. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. Well, yeah. It was a good game. <laughs> yeah, it was. Cool. Uh, Jan? Okay. Jan? Yeah. Um, I think I will start by shouting out the organizers of uh, of the Swedish Grants. Uh, mm -hmm. That was probably the best organized tournament I have attended in a long, long time. Um, oh. But I will probably talk more about that next time. Um, also, a shout out to the winner, the winner Tobias, um, who in the top eight showed me why people should be playing Plo. Uh, and that his pilot yeah. ability is absolutely not blank. No. Um, no. <laughs> and um, yeah, my mates in uh, in Pink Squadron, uh, Rune, for traveling with me to Sweden, and uh, and my usual win Wednesday night date, uh, Christian, for giving up X-wing so I could be here tonight. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. There you go. You got a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> you got a shout out. Maybe we won't record on a Wednesday next time. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm not promising anything. It was a maybe. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. No, okay. Yeah. No commitment. Keep it open. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Gisli, why don't you start? Well, why don't you start? It's you know. Yeah, you me, never start. Me, yeah, you should start now. Yeah, you start. Uh, I mean, first, I wanna just thank thank Jan and and Ollie for being on the show. It's I think I think it's been a pretty good episode we, we covered a lot of ground uh, I want to do a huge shout out to Aaron the coach crawl yes he he just resigned from the OCX radio and there is no OCX radio anymore no. so, is there not going to be yeah. an OCX radio overall is no, it okay no no Ryan and and Mark said, basically, Aaron is the heart and soul of OCX, so we're not going to do it uh, without him. Okay. Um, so a huge, huge shout out to Aaron, and he's a dog. Coach! Really. Yeah. And yeah, just uh, our community here in Iceland, mm -hmm. basically. But I mean, I do shout outs every other week, so. <laughs> so, uh, Eight, you want to do a shout out? <coughs> oh, 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 yeah, I want to, I want to shout out to Jesper. Oh, Eight. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'm good. Then I'm fine. I'll just have a fun time. <laughs> I killed it. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, is, uh, it, is it me then? Okay, yeah, he was serious. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was kidding? No, no, no. I was just, uh, yeah, I thought maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, you don't, you don't joke. Everything. You don't joke very often, but you know, you, no. when, that's when why you do. I'm not really sure if you were joking or not. Yeah, yeah. Aid is definitely. I mean, it's a serious Aid one. He's a lot of. Uh, he's he's a lot of things, but not funny is not one of them. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we might not pull back from that one. Okay, but <laughs> so uh, shout outs at just to uh, I, I think my local group TJW. Uh, uh, so Andre, Kauri, Haldor, Arnar, uh, Stefan, you guys, uh, the community as well. Uh, they are called Thules. Oh yeah, I know. But uh, so it's like it's uh, yeah, they are Thules. They are Thules. Thulelings. Yeah, Thulelings. <laughs> I, I but it, Oli, because you were saying that you went radio silent for the three weeks leading up to Worlds. I know that that's not exactly true because Artnar was having meaningful conversations with you about his list during that time leading up to Worlds, and I know that he was quite grateful that's for your input I mean, there. I, I always talk to people if they ask me things. Just, yeah. Uh, I was trying not to talk too much about how to kill my list. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah, you should do, be doing that leading up to a major comp competition anyway. So that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, again, thanks for coming on, Jan and, and Oli. Uh, it's been it's been really great having these conversations with you, and uh, uh, I hope I hope it was useful f to you guys as well. Yeah, for uh, sure. Thanks for yeah. having us. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, shout out to uh, to everybody who's been contacting me as well. A few people that I've been reaching out since since Worlds. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, and I think uh, one people know people know you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's strange. Kind that, of a big deal. <laughs> they, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Um, but uh, two things I want to leave. So one, again, reminding of the hyperspace trial, 11th of January. Uh, it's yes. Nexus Reykjavik. It's probably going to be at the store, but we'll see. Um, uh, the store is big enough for us anyway. Uh, and uh, Midgard is September 5th and 6th, 2020. Confirmed dates. Mm. As of now. As of you, now. Heard it, you heard it first here. Hmm. Woohoo! Nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, so there will be an X-wing tournament. We might have a surprise. We'll see. Let's hope. Let's hope so. We are working. Yeah, we have some things going on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so those are my two things. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. yeah. Is there any Patreon so stuff? No, I just sent out all of the Patreon okay. stuff. Swag. So. Yeah. Uh, all of our patrons should should be getting it in the next days or week or something. Depends on how long the post takes to get there. All right. And I haven't announced the next tier yet. So. Okay. Uh huh. But so uh, should we just say goodbye? I think so. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. Doesn't that mean it'll definitely be a surprise? Because no, it's a surprise. If, the, if, the, if there's if there's a surprise, it's a surprise. But if there is no surprise, then that would be the surprise. Yeah. So maybe there'll be a so surprise. Next level thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what they say about you, it you are actually a really smart person. I have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, just not many of them. <laughs> not many. Not <laughs> Once in the blue moon. No, no, no. I was continuing the Han Solo quote there. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're Star Wars fans. <laughs> uh, good thing this all this is recorded, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. So, yep. okay. All right. For the final time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for being yep. here. Guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can mark. Gosh, it's familiar to see you, coach, looking so drunk as our host. Every guy here love to be you, coach, even when you brag and boast. There's no man who host as admired as you, you're everyone's favorite drunk. Everyone's hot and inspired by you, and it's not very hard to see why. No one drops like our coach, no one drinks like our coach, no one's rants are incredibly slurred as our coach, for there's no one who podcasts so manly, perfect up your paragon, you can ask any D, Chris or Dion, and they'll tell you whose team they'd prefer to be on. No Ben, like our coach, plays X-Wing, like our coach, no one's got an obsession with lambdas, like coach, has a specimen, yes, I'm intoxicated, my, what a guy, that coach, give one, two, three beers, give two whiskey sips, coach is the best, and the rest are all twits, no one. Lies like our coach, no one drives like our coach in competitive play, no one blanks out like coach, for there's none that can match his consumption. As you see, I've got seagrams to spare, not a bit of him sober or focused, that's right, and every last inch isn't covered by hair. No one quits like our coach, matches wits like our coach, in a pissing match nobody hits like our coach, I'm especially good at flatulating. Ten points for a coach When I was a lad I drank four dozen beers Every morning to help me get smart And now that I'm grown I drink five dozen beers So I get on the show and do my part No like our coach makes new friends like our coach then goes tromping around being drunk like our coach I use them for in all of my decorating my what a guy our coach yeah I'm uh, I'm gonna basically I now need to go and uh, tidy up my kitchen uh, and then I'm going to go and review the final yeah <laughs>
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, apparently so, even world champions has to tidy up the kitchen. 